I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you astronauts or roughnecks? I'm Alan. I'm a roughneck. And I'm Max. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. However, this week we did not watch a DCOM. That's true. Because this is the bonus episode of Zetus Lapidus where we watched Armageddon. Heard of it. 1998's cinematic masterpiece Armageddon. I'm right. Proper proper nomenclature is everything. Heard of it. Masterpiece. (laughs) Yep. This, uh... An episode brought about by a charity live stream that we had done, uh, goodness, nine months ago at this point. Yeah, sorry. Where when we hit a reward, it <laughs> <laughs> was ten thousand dollars. We said we are going to do a bonus episode of Zetus Petus for Armageddon. That's true. Yeah, last year at the end of the year, uh, we did a charity stream for the benefit of the Trevor Project and the Mam Fam. All of you all were so incredibly generous with your gifting. One of our stretch goals was to do this episode. Obviously, Molly has made it uh, a, a habit of yeah. connecting these decoms yeah. to one of her favorite films, uh, Armageddon. <clears throat> and we, no, <laughs> I mean, come on, it's gotta be. Yeah. I think it rivals at, at, at this point, rivals Jaws. If I it's would say. not, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I watched it and I loved it. So yeah, there you I do, go. I, I do like it a lot. There I do go. like it a lot. But Molly has made it a little bit of a habit to connect all of these decoms to Armageddon for uh, a for reason. reasons. It's I, just reasons. A reason I we don't know. know. Um, and so we decided we would do this bonus episode. And so here we are. The description of this film is as follows. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas will impact Earth in less than a month. NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. I think that's a great, pretty good summary. synopsis. That's like better than a decom synopsis. Exactly. I, I thought the same thing. I'm upset. Do they give more time and attention to big budget films than decoms yeah. in these summaries? Yes. yes. The answer is yes. It's <laughs> correct. It's frustrating. We either get like the not not the plot or oh. too much of it. Everything. Yeah, that really tightly put a bow on it. Like we know there's urgency. We know that uh, everyone's going to die. You get a bunch of misfits. And we get a misfits. I feel yeah. like the DCOM ver- you know, summary version of this would be like, we get to follow the love interest of Liv Tyler's uh, yeah, Grace and as uh, she true. can navigate with true. AJ and her dad goes yeah. to space. I'm like, they that's would, not They would go is. pretty deep into Liv Tyler in the DCOM yeah. uh, synopsis. That's true. This movie was released July 1st of the year 1998. And I got to know, even though I think I already know the answer to this, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, I don't know that I was a kid. In 98? Well, you were, I was, I, I was, was a kid in 98, but <laughs> I, I don't think I watched this movie till I was like probably in high school. I saw it. I, I think I saw it around the time it came out. Yeah. So yeah. I was probably, I mean, I was nine when this came out. I would say I probably watched around nine or 10. What's it rated? PG-13. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah, I guess it would be R. Uh, Yeah. I don't Listen, think we get I saw bodies flying through space like mannequins. Yeah, and this thing is fuck. like, hey. Mm. Yeah, they, the language isn't that bad, though. No. I think we get, we don't really get a bunch of language, honestly. I don't think we get, I don't think we yeah. get an F word at all. No. Yeah. And you're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I watched it until like high school, but I do remember having the VHS at my house. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, truly. Why wouldn't you? Molly? I more I viscerally remember seeing Deep Impact. But I know that I saw this. I've never never seen Deep Impact. Impact. Really? Not a singular time. Wow. 
It came out like the same time. As it this. came out. I was doing a lot of research on this. It came out like I think two weeks or two months before Armageddon. It's but so weird. It got pummeled by Armageddon at the box sure, office. Yeah. Armageddon was actually the number two highest grossing film of the year, except for Titanic. Well, which, I mean, if and Titanic came out the year before, which is saying yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will tell you, I just doing a lot of research on how accurate Armageddon is. Uh, Not at all. Scientists say Deep Impact is much more accurate. Than <laughs> well, let me tell you something. What we've learned from that comparison is that apparently scientifically accurate films flop at the box office. They're like, yeah. fuck that. We need Michael Bay. Bring him in and let him do that. It is a romp. That's true. True. Well, I mean, just like the cast, though. Oh, it's oh, I mean, everyone great. It's so good. Everyone is in so this movie. good. Yeah. Especially for the time. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. jeez. I mean, yeah. All right, the top song of the time. Now, listen, I feel like you guys are going to just, we're going to go down this memory lane together because a lot of these songs and events, I mean, we've, we've lived through them already. Twice now. That's true. Yeah, because our first decom was 97, mm-hmm. right? And so this is right at the beginning of the Correct. decoms that we started Zeoslopedis with. Yeah, we're going back to the early days. Yeah. So the top song of the time. Is the boy is mine by Brandy? Oh my god, and that was Monica. the top song for so, I sang that one like so many times. Yeah, we had the one. Boy is mine. I'm sorry that you seem to be confused. He belongs to me. The boy is mine. You know, yeah. I think that held it for two or three weeks early on. It did. It did. Which is which people is had to wild. hear me say that a lot. No, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, what, a, what a glorious blessing to your eardrums. A return, if you will. The top film of the time. Surprise to fucking no one, Armageddon. Oh, I'm Whoa. Sure. <laughs> wow. What are the Whoa, What a wild thing that is. I'm Followed sure. like in the distant second place by Dr. Doolittle. Oh, the Eddie Murphy one. Oh, Eddie Murphy one. Doolittle dance. That was the. Ger- oh, yeah. The gerbil or hamster or no, guinea it was pig. A guinea pig, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Make a little love. Okay, sorry. This was a very weird visceral memory for me because this song was featured in Dr. Doodle for like roughly 2.5 seconds, but it was also used kind of in a Disney movie that came out literally six months before this. Casey and the Sunshine Band, and I'm not joking, re-recorded that song as Goo a Little Dance for Robin Williams's Flubber. And it was used in the promo, which I think about at least once a month to this day. Thank you. Carry on. Yeah. What a what a wild one too, and the fact that Deep Impact didn't even make the list. <laughs> Who's in Deep Impact? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Oh, uh, Dennis Quaid is here. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Quaid, man, <laughs> from the Ellen Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Dennis Quaid is here. I think Dennis Quaid's in it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, maybe we'll have to... Apparently, Molly's not connected to Deep Impact because she just asked, who's in that movie? (laughs) We're not doing Armageddon to Deep Impact. Impact. You've been impacted. (laughs) (laughs) You've been deeply... You've been deep impacted. You know what, Molly? I have. That's true. Trauma. Yay, we're in it. Uh, Dennis Quaid of Jaws 3D fame. I understand. That is what he is famous for. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say The Parent Trap. Also, The Rookie? Question mark? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, I know him from the parent trap first. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Some top news of the time. We are once again, the three of us, we are once again in the midst of the President Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky God, scandal. Damn we, had, it. we had escaped it. <laughs> yeah, we're back. No, we're back Great. Baby. I mean, like they're at the start on July 1st, they called the Secret Service as witnesses Ooh. to this case. By the 28th of July, Bill Clinton himself is being subpoenaed and brought in to go. be questioned. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not. Do it. You did. He did. You sure did. You definitely. He definitely got a blowjob. You got a beach in the oval. (laughs) So, (laughs) in other news of the time, (laughs) Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the book was just released this month Hmm. to wide popularity, although, although, certainly not as popular as Prisoner of Azkaban or other subsequent book releases, but it had been released this month. It is my least favorite of the books. When did you, I don't know that I've ever asked you this. When did you start reading them? Uh, like, did you read it when the first one came to America? I didn't start reading these books until Azkaban was out. I th- and then I blew through the first three. I think uh, pre- uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber okay. were out. My aunt gave me them. This uh, is one of my like favorite things. My aunt, who I love. Can you get it together? Yeah, no. <laughs> what, what are you giggles about? Alan's, because I said I blew, blew through three, them. three of them, and Alan's still thinking about Bill yeah, Clinton. So, hey, Bill, yeah, he's hey, connected. And Deep Impact, it's all, it's all. Alan's all fucking cycle. on one right now. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to Give me your can of rosé. You're done. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's had one, one drink. <laughs> Not even. I've had a sip. Um, I think... Um, I think the first two were out mm. um, because my aunt, who I love very much, um, who made all my masks during COVID, Aww. who mm. makes my pepper jelly, who like teaches me how to like mm. make scotch root, like my my wonderful, wonderful aunt, who I love so much, gave me the first one mm. with a note in it. And oh. She gave me the first two, oh, I nice. think, and it had like a nice note because she knew I liked reading. And my cousins, who I love very much, are not as into re- like they don't give a shit about harry potter they don't mm. care about star wars they don't care about any of it and but i always did like my mm. aunt always could talk to me about that stuff um not star wars but like movies and things so, mm. so she gave me them we get it you hate star wars yeah I, <laughs> stupid stupid wow. much like yeah. uh the russian in this in armageddon who doesn't know anything about star <laughs> yeah, that's wars that's true. me um <laughs> I was about to say, you're not calling his yeah, character stupid but, he's incredible no but what i remember what the reason i remember that is i remember getting prisoner of azkaban when it came out and then staying up too late to read it and getting actively scared at like two in the morning as a little kid with my flashlight when they reveal that um the dog is actually serious black oh, yeah. oh. spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. yeah well we're but, we're well but i like remember the... my, being like mom you have to buy me this book like mm. right when that one came out yeah. yeah i know all three were out and i read all three and then i remember waiting for goblet so after the yeah. third one i had to wait for them every yeah. year but i i didn't start until the third one was out. yeah yeah, I started with chamber release, but because I grew up in a heavily religious household, my parents had to read them before I could. Because mm. wizards. Because wizards. Sure. And witches. This is the way. Um, not the source of my trauma whatsoever, but they had to read them before I got to them until the fifth book, which is an interesting decision because in the fourth book, a teenager dies to an evil wizard, and that's like tame compared to everything else that happens in the That's series true. it starts getting dark from there mm-hmm. so i'm just like you're old enough now deal with this trauma elf heads on the wall got pretty intense in yeah really did those are the top news headlines of july 1st of the year 1998 with that are you two ready to dive into armageddon let's get 800 oh. feet deep into armageddon i'm ready wow let's do it 
The movie kicks off with a history lesson. From Charlton Heston. Indeed. Where we learn when dinosaurs roamed the Earth, we had an asteroid impact that destroyed them all. Now, when Charlton Heston was speaking, did you happen to catch how big that asteroid was that killed all the dinosaurs? I know that it was significantly smaller than the one that we're dealing with in the actual film. He, I believe, says it's six miles across. Okay, so just, six miles across. Just put that in the noodle. You know, <laughs> he says six miles. I'm going to do some fast math. Six. No. How wide is Texas? No, I already... I don't... Alan, you know what? You don't actually need to look that up because I already wrote it down. 773 miles wide. What, you seem what confused. What is happening right now? That is not the number that I wrote down from a science website. Oh, from a... Well, then... You know what? I'm going to say that your science website is probably more oh. accurate than my three-second Google. How far across do we think Texas is? At its widest point? How wide is Texas at its widest point? That, that is the problem with Texas is that... That F it is in a regular she shape. She ain't a square, you know what I mean? So we have Texas on the Texas Wikipedia page, which, you know, Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia is a good source, everybody. Truly, the source of all knowledge. We have, let's see. I think you're right. 773 miles is a fuckwood way. Yes, oh, isn't. I understand what my thing said. Mine gave me the square miles. Oh. I was like, my God, the discrepancy. Because I was reading... All right, we'll jump ahead to some of my fun science facts. If, right, if let's do it. it let's feels, go. Uh, one of the scientists, uh, it was actually an article published this year because it's been 25 years since yeah, this movie an came out. Yeah. And I read an article uh, where scientists are just belittling this film. Like they are ripping <laughs> it apart. Not what? only because they felt like it makes scientists look terrible in the movie, which we could get hmm. more into later. But one of them said the bomb would do nothing. He's like, imagine you set off a nuclear bomb in the middle of Texas. Most of Texas would still be fine. Like yeah. Texas is huge. And he's like, why did they have to make it so unbelievably big? They made it over 268,000 square miles. Yeah. And the one that killed the dinosaurs was 10 square miles. So like, that thing's just gonna po poke a hole in the <laughs> they earth. They're like, they like, that bomb would do literally nothing. And if you could, if if humans could create a bomb that to break up this asteroid, it would need to have the power of the sun. <laughs> 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 and then they're like, now we have a whole bigger problem <laughs> because we now, now want, we have now we have the sun now next we have to the us. Sun. Like, you know, fuck the asteroid. Let's just say for now a moment. We have sun exploding which yeah. by yeah. the way is also going to end the earth yes. Yes. like yes. that's i think about the, the another uh, a new arms race occurring <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on planet but i earth. was like that's a good they're like why can't they just make it 10 miles or like if you need to make it sensational 50 like why do you have to make it 700 miles or over 268,000 square miles across for, or like crazy around. oh god well i mean like there are choices in this movie uh, and throughout. Quite a few of them. Yeah. So that is not surprising. It's that. I mean, you're right. It doesn't... I, I do love that they just arbitrarily like, it's bigger than Texas. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. Don't <laughs> I genuinely think that's why they did it. Like, what's a fucking big state? Texas? <laughs> Fuck it. Send it. Like, let's go. It's the biggest. Uh, so we... we was Alaska Alaska, there? I think. Oh, right? yeah. Incontinental, yeah. But yeah, also... Continental. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's what we know. We've had our history lesson, so that's that's clearly not foreshadowing at all. Let's throw that to the side. Uh -huh. What we have immediately after is we have a couple of astronauts, one of which who is on a spacewalk, performing some delicate electronic repair on a satellite. I don't know why he acts like it's so hard, because Xenon Carr did it at 14, and she was fine. Seriously. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, they're the same. Actually, you know what? They are literally <laughs> they are, the same. They're probably pretty pretty similar in terms of how they're treating spacewalks. That's correct. <laughs> Xenon could have fixed it, I'm just saying. She could have. Xenon also wouldn't have got murked by a meteor shower in space Yo. because that's what happens to these two folks. Would you rather go to space or to the deep parts of the ocean? Oh, space. space. Let me tell you the something. The view is better. For sure. Two, that's about true. The deep part of the ocean, like... Let's be clear. In space, we have a pretty good idea of what's in our like local, uh, sure. our, our sort of like I mean, local it's universe. Limitless, but you're not going True. out there. Yeah, we we are, like in the area that has been explored. I'm not going to find a space shark or a space eel or a space squid that is going to absolutely devour that's, that's me. That's not what I'd be worried about going into the ocean. But in the ocean, that's what I'd be looking for. But, but in the ocean, you know, again, both of them have their own environmental concerns, right? The crushing depths, the lack of oxygen, all, the whole nine. But, like, in the ocean, like, there are critters here. and You don't know there's not critters in space? Oh, I'm sure there are. It would be the height of human arrogance to think that there aren't other, there isn't shared life in the universe. I'm just saying that we haven't necessarily seen advertised contact while whilst out there on the spacewalk. Yeah, I think going to space is probably safer, but mm-hmm. I, as an ocean fan, would like to go into the ocean. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately, if I had to choose, like, and I couldn't not pick, I couldn't not go, I probably would ultimately go to space. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it's just like, if I could see the Earth yeah. from afar. I'd only go to the bottom take, of the ocean. I take that. If I could see something cool. Sure. So we have this meteor shower occur, and it doesn't just occur in space. We have a we have a couple of isolated incidents throughout the globe of where these quote smaller unquote meteors begin to crash into the planet, ranging in size. We'll find later from the size of a basketball to the size of a Volkswagen. The way we are introduced to this as a viewer is on the streets of New York. Yeah, bike messenger Eddie Griffith. <laughs> True. <laughs> Bike and his and his and his loyal pupper are assaulted. Prince Richard or King Richard. King, King Richard, Richard are assaulted by a meteor. Not before they try to go after a Godzilla, though. Yeah. <laughs> King Richard is taken out of Godzilla. Yeah. Yes, he sure is. Uh, before before a meteor takes out the shopkeep who is trying to I not know. have his goods stolen by a dog. Fair point, but he's gone now. I want to say one of the most jarring things about this whole setup in New York is. And this is just context and us knowing the timeline of events is like it was a beautiful layout of New York. But I will tell you, like just in the recency of us, like having watched like Tiger Cruise and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Seeing the Twin Towers on those I two see. sweeping shots. They got hit. And like, they're, they're on fire. They're on fire. And it's a weird image. It and this really is, is three years before. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it is. That was a lot to yeah. like think of just like to justify and take in. Oh, yeah. This is fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect, like, that hit me in a very weird place. Yeah. Probably timeline-wise today, and then just like, ugh. Here's my, I, I'm just gonna, here's my first problem with this movie. Yeah, go on. Is, this happens, it causes unbelievable damage. In some ways, it looks like it stops gravity, because you get these shots of cars that just spin in the air, mm-hmm. as if they are unaffected mm-hmm. by gravity. They just twirl uh, in slow-mo. But, like massive unbelievable tragedies are happening many people dead oh very many so many people are dead in this uh hit of meteor strikes and this is not the only place this is happening Mm -mm. and not long after this we find out no one knows that this meteor is coming 
no one around, we can't let the earth know yeah that this is i'm sorry no one's talking about the meteors hitting the earth i literally i was i go wait a fucking minute here it is not until it in like much later in the movie like Two hours later in the movie, there's another hit in Asia, and now they're like, news is out. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> also, I love how they try to, Truman tries to justify it. He's like, well, we can't tell people because it'll create mass chaos and hysteria, religious like experience. Like, I was like, okay, but my guy. You've literally said there have been eight sites across the globe struck by meteors. Yeah, but they're not meteors that are going to end the world. Sure, but like, but it'd be we are we are not the only people looking at the sky. Like, there we're not we're not the only humans. Nor is NASA or any space agency the only like fucking meteors. I agree. Yes, yes, they the protozoan aliens. They would know. Oh, the The amoeba aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just thought the idea throughout this movie that no one on Earth knows that this is happening, dude. And even though multiple cities have been like. I mean, eventually leveled. Like, eventually Paris gets leveled. That's and true. we're just like, yeah, I gotta keep this thing hush hush. Well, I mean, there's, there is the cab driver that's like, Saddam Hussein is bombing us! <laughs> there are some yeah. references there in this movie that I'm like, whoa, this, there, this th- is 25 years ago. Yeah, a lot of lines like, you shouldn't say that. I did, Can't like, say it today. I did like the the lady in the cab that's like i want to go shopping and the cab driver's like me, <laughs> me too, too but we're doing our traffic uh, while all of this is happening we have panic within the science community starting with nasa because of course nasa has just lost some astronauts to a meteor shower and now they're watching this play out on earth led so, by led by dan truman who is billy bob thornton he's yes. like our head of nasa yeah head science mm-hmm. guy Head, 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 head science, science guy. guy. Yeah, head, mm-hmm. head, head, astronaut. Bill Nye. Get out of here, Bill. It's Truman right now. Truman is now allotting a task force of individuals to discover what the hell is happening in in the sky. Oh, we didn't mention that there is a a gentleman, like a civilian, watching with some crazy strong telescope oh, oh, that yeah. is built, and he this sees the meteor, and then watching. he's like yelling. He's ter- he sucks. He's like yelling sure, at his yeah. wife, and she's like. I, I hate you. And he's like, get on the goddamn phone, Donnie! And he's like yelling at her. He asked her the phone book, and, which I was like, ah, uh, yes. Yeah, because he wants the phone numbers. And then he gets a hold of Dan Truman. And then he's like telling him what he saw in the coordinates and everything like that. And then he's like, if I, I find it, I get to name it. I want you to name it Dottie because she's a huge bitch like this asteroid. And I yeah. was like, yeah. From which there's no escape. Yes, from which there is no escape. I was like, Dottie, know your words, girl. Get out of Get there. Get out of that trailer, well, to girl. To be clear, Get she out of there. does give him the finger, which is not, not nearly enough. enough to be... Yeah, no, not good. While all of this is happening, we dis- we, di- we discover that, yes, this is when we have an asteroid bigger than Texas coming, plummeting, careening through the cosmos towards Earth. And we, we have to inform the president, right? Like, he's got to know. So we, he's on Air Force One. We learn it from uh, Quincy, who yes. is Lucius Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Lucius, also a well-known astrophysicist, uh, is here to inform us of all of our... Uh, of he's the, the smartest doom. man on Earth, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As established, yep. Yeah. Now, 
I did enjoy the conversation that Billy Bob Thornton had with the president at this point because the president was like, how didn't we know this? And he's like, well, our budget for surveillance is a million dollars, which is about 3% of the night sky. So there's a bit, you know, there's more fucking sky, Mr. President, than what we can take a look at. And I was just like, serve truth to power, bro. I liked, I liked when they said to him, the rock is bigger than Texas. Now, listen, I'm listening. I'm not a scientist. Okay. I know that comes as a surprise to you all. I'm floored. You all thought I was a scientist. Yeah. Wow. I'm here to tell you. Wow. I'm not. Okay. Shocking. But I've been hearing about them dinosaurs get taken out by asteroids for a long time. It it has been a part of school for a while. I've been hearing about dinosaurs. I'm upset dinosaurs are gone. Who isn't? And I got to blame the asteroid, right? So if you were to say to me, hey, Max, I know you're not a scientist, (laughs) but there's an asteroid bigger than Texas that's going to hit the Earth. I think I kind of know where that's going, right? But the president of the fucking United States of America, when told it's bigger than Texas, goes, what kind of damage is that going to do? <laughs> My guy. Uh, a few things. One, <laughs> okay, I love... What, what's that going to do? That's going to take out like a city or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that going to land in the ocean? A street? Or like, well, yeah. um, I like that somebody on the president's side says, like, it can't do that much damage. And Jason Isaacs is like, I went to school with that guy, so I don't think you should be listening to the guy who got a C plus in astro, <laughs> yeah. uh, astrophysics. And I was like, sick burn. Sick, sick burn. burn. Well fucking MIT burn. Sick burn. Second of all, uh, according to the scientists that I read their favorite... <laughs> oh, my God. They said that we know from Pluto to Earth anything that could be this big we know about they said the idea that we would not know something the size of texas is in the atmosphere from here to pluto is impossible they also said and they also said it would take like we would know years in advance mm. if it was coming near us so you mean we wouldn't have to and resort to harry stamper snuck up yeah. on us. and then they <laughs> the said size of texas they, came out nowhere. they said if somehow we just missed something this big in space the fact that the gravitational pull and physics start changing because of this asteroid is crazy and said the fact that they only had 18 days is unfathomable you would have at least a year still based on how far away the media they say the meteor is <laughs> from earth and how big it and they're like even then even worst case scenario we don't find it till they see it we have a year so where they came up with 18 days. Imagine how fast that fucker is flying day. if yeah. it has 18 days, right? Yeah. Like at that point, I'm less worried about it making impact with Earth and I'm more worried about it just poking a hole through Earth. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to go through like a knife through butter, man. That's, that's no worries. It's just where it enters and exits. That's the problem. It just turns into dust. <laughs> like it's just going to be like, yeah, disintegrate Earth. Now, after we've established that this is the problem. I will say decoms some decoms could use a lesson from armageddon the pacing excellent we are like six minutes in and we know what the fuck is going on we know that we have to, a problem we know we have a big problem immediately well i think the pacing of the beginning of this movie is excellent i'm gonna go ahead and tell you i think it should be 30 minutes shorter it Absolutely. does it does repeat itself it's a little bit so fucking long i also two like, and a half hours long. oh my god we're, we're gonna long. get into it there are points where i'm like you don't need to make this harder you this scene it's, it's just does not one need dramatic to be difficult. scene after another for the last two hours of the film like i agree the beginning of this establishing what's happening in a dramatic way, establishing urgency, and then introducing us to yeah. our main cast. Very well placed. And then an hour into the movie, I was like, Jesus once you get to, Christ, sp- once you get to space, it. it's, yeah, it's like, too, like we're in space and a- on the asteroid with an hour plus left of this movie. It and, all happens and the same on thing asteroid. happens over and over yeah. and over. It's I just, agree. 
Like, I'm just like, I oh mean, I'm God. in. I love it. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. The minute they leave our atmosphere, shit goes wrong everywhere. Yeah, it's just one after the other. Anyway, so I agree though. The beginning of this very well paced, and they set up the stakes fast and and get us in. Mm. Then we obviously, after we know the stakes, we have to meet our other major player, who is going to be Harry Stamper, who is currently on an oil rig in the South China Sea. Greenpeace doesn't like him. He donates to them, but right now he's donating golf balls. And we meet his crew. There is a vast number of individuals working on his crew, all of which uh, are, are fairly big names at this point. We got Ben Affleck, Owen Wilson. Um, help me fill out the other the we cast. We got Will members. Patton, who's from Remember the Titans. He's Chick. He's Chick, his right hand yeah. man. Um, you have Bear, who is of uh, Green Mile fame. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Steve Buscemi. You got. I mean, you got. Yeah, heavy Liv, hitters. His daughter loved Tyler. Like you yeah. got a lot of names. Yeah, there's some heavy hitters in here. Uh, and they are on an oil rig. They are drillers. That is what they do. But right now, the concern is the fact that number two, uh, it shredded about two feet last night. It was pretty pretty torn up. And, well, you know whose fault that is. You only get one guess. And it's Ben Affleck. Fucking AJ over here. Now. He fucked up. AJ did, did fuck up. And listen, did. I agree. Now, he fucked up with the drill. And then he also fucked up by drilling Harry's daughter. Nice. <laughs> so he did do some nailed. drilling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he, got hey, some drilling. Yeah, he, did. he was doing some drilling all right. <laughs> yeah, he did. So he, Harry walks very calmly with a loaded golf club into AJ's room and finds AJ asleep. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, you, you messed up. And AJ's like, I did mess up. Which You're is, right. And yep. then he goes, you've never once agreed with me when I'm right. And he discovers very quickly that his daughter is nude in bed, nude. which I would rather die um, oh than have Could one of my parents find me naked imagine. in a man's bed. I I would just... I would become a raisin. I, I would just, shrivel up. I, I, it's, I can't think of anything worse. Um, and But Liv Tyler, he's like, get your clothes on, like honey. Champ, and then yeah. he changes from the loaded golf club to a loaded shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a drastic escalation. He's going to kill a man. He's today. going to kill this he man. He is very, like, uh, okay, even if even if I accept he's going to kill Ben Affleck, the way that he just shoots on this oil rig, I am... Dude, I, I, I was very concerned. But, but like, I also immediately got endeared to Chick, who's Will Patton, his, who's like walking alongside, like not even worried that his friend has calm. a shotgun. Yeah. And he's just like, man, you don't want to kill him in the ocean. Like he's just yeah. like very, like just talking, reasoning to him. He's like, think of the paperwork. You also like, like Bear, because uh, Ben Affleck goes running by, and or AJ goes running by, and he's like, Bear, if. If uh, Harry comes by, like, do something with your rich. And so here comes uh, Harry Stammer. And Bear, like, turns in front of him. He's got the wrench. And then immediately he's like, nah, I just want to buy him some time. Like, yeah. I just, gets out yeah. of the way. I want to give my man a head yeah. start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way, Bear. I just want to give my man a head start. That was, oh, God. I love But I think what's so interesting is how calmly literally everyone on the rig is accepting the fact that Bruce Willis has a loaded shotgun who's going to murder AJ. (laughs) Someone who they've known for five years is established. And they're all just like, well, classic Harry. Nah, Harry, (laughs) you and your shotgun. Like, that's not normal, And then he says something like, you don't want to kill him, he's your second best driller. And he's like, I can take his foot off. He could drill with with one foot. Like, you know. I don't think he's actually going to kill him, but like he's, I mean, he, uh, 
he shoots close to him and uh and there's like okay now it's getting a little real like the suddenly there is some concern and then there's a ricochet shot that hits him in the leg and and then the uh, japanese businessman shows up yeah Yeah. things calm down with with uh tyler who's yeah we as we've established is harry's daughter and she um he's mad at her for dating aj we get more into this later um but she's basically like i grew up on this rig i mom left when i was little like i work for you and he's like well then you're fired and she's like no no yeah (laughs) she 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 quits and he fires aj he says yeah and he says i'm gonna send you back to the mainland like off the boat and she's like okay then i quit it's we have a little more conflict on the on the oil rig which is like like during the the business folks visit there is oil discovered there's some chaos and oil being discovered we have some interactions there but all that is meant to do is to teach us as the viewer that these people are very talented at their job yeah are very quick-witted and they have a deep understanding of the work that they do well the reason that they're here is because uh truman said to nasa figure out what the fuck we're gonna do and then you get like a little montage of people from nasa being like we could do this and they've got like the tinfoil wrap and horrible mm-hmm. fucking ideas and, mm-hmm. and he's like are you fucking serious you're fucking nasa and then eventually somebody's like we could drill and then he's like okay how do we drill so this is like your bridge of okay they're gonna drill into the meteor that's how they're gonna figure this out and we need the world's best driller which is why we're here's here harry with harry stamper. Stamper. yeah so they go and pick up harry stamper harry leaves with his daughter i'm sorry we're crawling i know but there's the funniest line oh, in this whole movie Lord. probably right now where the military shows oh up and they're like oh we need God. you to come with us right now hair stamper blah, blah. and he goes did crazy willie set you up to this and then he goes i don't know a crazy willis sir <laughs> and i find that so you know, funny that's not the line i thought you were going to mention was because it the we get line? the first of two pedophilia jokes yeah in this you know, i was gonna gloss over steve buscemi not not the vibe in this movie what yep. the fuck is that hey yeah, he harry goes, i didn't know how old she was i didn't, like, didn't tell I, me she never i swear harry she never told me how old she was and i was like i'm sorry what and then in case you thought you were hearing things no he doubles down another on one in those. 15 minutes uh, oh we get another God. one of those and i gotta say steve buscemi bro like, read the fucking room ew ew ew, ew, ew not yeah. not the only thing that like one should never have happened and two definitely didn't age well like Ooh, yeah uh, but man, when they dropped that line, I was like, yeah, yeah, there is another one in a little bit. On. So what occurs is Harry is taken to the military. He's taken to NASA, to the headquarters, um, where he is informed of the impending annihilation of the earth. And he in the craziest way possible, by uh-huh, the way, uh-huh. again, I know I'm sorry, my, like you said, we're crawling a little bit, but I just took notice because Truman is telling him like, this thing's going to hit the earth. And he says like, when it hits, there's going to be a tsunami three miles high. California is going to be drowned. But the way he delivers, like, the most intense news ever, very casually, he's like, um, yeah, Japan's gone. Australia, Australia, wash away. Kangaroos, fucking gone. Kangaroos are gone. The, California can be covered. You're not going to be able to buy an avocado anywhere. Like, it's just like this casual overview of all of Earth being destroyed. Oh, yeah, and he follows. Uh, kangaroos? No more kangaroos. They're dead. Like every kangaroo dead. Like, I, my fa- because I agree. It's so the the examples he chooses are wild, and then he ends it with, and then anybody who's left dies to nuclear winter. Okay, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I mean, it's good they're establishing like again, like what the stakes are. But I 
think the earth is destroyed is good enough for yeah. me. Hey, you know what? I'm set. I don't need the deets. <laughs> I it's like a big it. fucking problem. We just got to solve I it I like it, and I like that Dan Truman is no-nonsense. Because that no is nonsense. important for his character, because also no-nonsense is Harry. They do form a kinship early. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need two. this bond between the two of them. It's true. Now, Harry has learned about what is occurring, and he is naturally a bit overwhelmed i would say and he's (laughs) and he's like okay great well why aren't you telling the world and i it's my favorite explanation that we've ever gotten of why we're gonna do something it's like the bible makes people crazy so we're just not gonna tell people that's true (laughs) that's literally what they say but he's not wrong also like yes i to your point max like obviously people know something is up and maybe they should make some kind of statement of like there's some like we'll keep you updated whatever but there are some space anomalies happening but like the point of like the world's gonna end in 18 days people would go fucking oh and they and like so after crazy. they find out later they do yeah, right like yeah. martial law is established yeah. like it's the purge if, if yeah. people yeah everything that they say is gonna happen they then show happening uh once the world does find out so they pay it off but i just think the idea that nobody notices is fucking ludicrous so like, yeah they should I, make some just generic statement of like something's happening we're, we're looking into it you no know, we've got it under like even if you it, this is the point where as a lie. leader you lie you lie this uh-huh. is the moment where as the leader you look at somebody in the face and you tell them it's all going to be okay because that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. you say the best ma- minds in the world are on it we got it under control and everything's going to be fine even if you don't think anything's going to be fine mm-hmm. you fucking lie to them mm-hmm. because mass panic equals bad yeah so you need also like more so than mass panic in a lot of cases mass um what's the word i'm looking for hysteria not not, not like the the mass lack of knowledge we, the mass like people because people are going to fill in the gaps on their own anyway yeah, right because so the like, alternative is meteors have just hit in eight different places around the the world and you're not saying anything mm-hmm. like that's not going to cause mass hysteria yep. the, the alternative is you just don't address it at all yeah. like be, be universal and say meteors, it's a churro right? stand right say it's a churro stand so that you know like just lie Yep. True. So Harry is like, all right, fine. I will help you do this thing. Let's talk through it. He gets introduced to the drill they're going to use. Guess what? It's his drill design and they fucked it up entirely. I did like this line where he goes, would you just break into the patent office and steal my design? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Correct. He's like, well, your dumb dumbs couldn't put it together, right? And by dumb dumbs, I do mean the smartest people allegedly on the planet. Um, Also, I'm sorry, we haven't said this yet. Do we need, how do you guys feel about the on asteroid shots from space dude oh my god i don't need you to cut away to the asteroid every five minutes it's a lead honestly it's gonna make it into an armageddon at some point it gets a gender and emotions throughout this movie i want you to understand i need to find out who drew it so i can get it later because they're like it's upset that we're gonna destroy it chick literally looks at harry stamper in the eyeballs he makes deep and loving eye contact and is like she's upset we're here i mean they they would they would call it a woman of course they yeah, would obviously because well, it's, name is it's Dottie. emotional so they would you know no no uh, it's also name is can Dottie. destroy all we, the we, men we, we, yeah, ooh, oh. uh yeah i i want so badly molly uh, next i'll work on so that so badly no, i need the asteroid to be I, in an army i made a note that also king richard needs to be oh, in, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yes 
Okay, so Harry's like, you guys really you know, screwed the pooch on this design. I'll tell you how to fix it. Also, who am I supposed to take to space with me to actually operate this thing? Now, did they at this point say Harry's going? Because I thought up until this point that they just needed Harry to explain You're how correct. things work. You're correct. And then at one point, it doesn't really get said, but Harry's just like... You're telling me that all of NASA, these jabronis here Boy Scouts. are the best people that you can bring. And then he's just like, no, I'm bringing my guys. But there's never actually a conversation of like, let me do it. I thought that there was there was a funny moment when he's like, when he's doing that bit of like, you're telling me this is the best all of NASA. Because he says like, what's your contingency? Yeah. Right? But I just like, he's like, come on. Isn't there like a room where people are just thinking of things and people like, backing them up yeah and then people behind them thinking of other things like i just love that that's that's harry Stamper's view of nasa it's just a bunch of guys sitting around being, room being like huh, like confused. i've got some things to think about it's like white and like everyone's wearing all white in my brain yeah. just sitting around like mm. holding a fuckload of crayola they're just, just all, all the thinking emoji mm. like i gotta think of some things today but how, uh, how many things have you thought of today i thought of seven things i <laughs> You thought. Oh, my quotient of things I need to think of is pretty high. <laughs> I'm thinking of things you haven't even think yeah, about I've before. I've thought of the things I've thought of today. I've been I've thinking been of so many goddamn things. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the things I've thought of. I thought I'm thinking about more things than you're thinking about. Shut the fuck up. I'm thinking of all the things you couldn't think of. All the things I've thought of. I, I'm thinking of things that you ain't thought about for years. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the things I've thought of. But seriously, do they ever say he never says like <laughs> he literally? It's in, a, in sales. You assumed in sales. You call it the assumptive close. It's he so literally good. just goes, "Hey, you know what? I'm not taking these Boy Scouts up with me. If I'm gonna do this, you have to let me get my guys, and, and we'll go do he it." He asks. I think this is where it's implied. Is he asks like they just need to drill, right? Yeah. And he's like, no. yeah. And he no goes, space no spacewalks. No, which, by the way, yeah, bullshit. No space stuff at all. Motherfucker, you're, you're right. on the asteroid <laughs> in space. I literally got yeah. so mad. The, they lied like, on Harry. He's like, the, no, the literal drill. You don't need to walk at all. The literal first thing they have to do in space is run a Russian spaceship. <laughs> and you know what? They fucked that up too because, because they blow it the fuck up. Well, they don't know any space stuff nor speak Russian. No, all they needed to do is drill. Come on. Okay. Now, nope, got a fuel, a spacecraft. Now, this is my favorite thing I came across in my uh, den of research for a this film. A den of research. No, den, and it says. is a quote from Ben Affleck, if oh, I may. I would. Yeah, please. I asked Michael Bay why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than astronauts to become oil drillers. He told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Bay. <laughs> you know Michael Bay is just like, hey, just shut just stop. Oh, oh that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have to do the Ocean's Eleven montage before there was an Ocean's Eleven montage of gathering the squad. I, I love the Ocean's Eleven I'm montage. Sorry. I gotta just mention, because again, there's a problem, like, I gotta mention the problematic thing that happens here. When they decide that they all sign on. It's not happened yet. Wait, I think. It happens once they all get there. 
Oh, you're right. Never yeah. mind. We're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, I, ha- I have. We are. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are thinking of the same thing yeah, right now. Are. That's what we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping ahead because he's signed them all on, but we have to yeah. go get them all. We're, you're we're, so right. No, but we, you're thinking and my thinking, same thinking yeah, we're th- right now. Well, you're thinking we do, is back up my thinking. Molly, we do think of some things. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you we, and me, you and me, thinking, we think, of some, we think we f- up some things. We fucking think of some we things. We do some good thinking sometimes. Sometimes you might say that all we do is think of things. So they go and fetch the team. <laughs> and they find them in a variety of different locations. Uh-huh. Now, we have... Bear, who is leading a motorcycle chase Was across many states. Was he not just on an states. oil rig, though? Like, why are they not all on the oil rig it, still? Harry's like, as soon as I leave, they all scatter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what we learned. But yeah. yeah, Bear's motorcycling, and all the cops are trying to stop him, and he's like, you'll never catch me, motherfucker! <laughs> like, he's, like, driving on his motorcycle. Uh, Rockhound is... With desperately Molly. trying to get laid with molly bounds who mm-hmm. i did use in an armageddon right so it's nice Correct. to see her mm-hmm. we have owen wilson who is on horseback in the fields he's out here in the fields i love owen wilson's character yeah. i gotta say that yeah then we have uh max mm-hmm. who is getting tattooed for mom mm-hmm. and now at max is when i think my favorite introduction of like them being sought out because up until now it's just like Random people coming out of the woodworks, but Max's mom's like, "Hey, Maxie, I got you some donuts. Wow, your tattoo looks so good." Max, holding open donut box. Are you in trouble with the law again? No, my promise. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not? No, why would I be in trouble? Well, they're right outside. And I was like, "This is how. The, why is mom so calm? It's why not, did she? Why did she time. leave I think with? She's used to this. Not the first time. People named Max often are, you know." chaos well well, chaotic let's give some respect on aj's name because aj has found having become an entrepreneur he has he started his his own own business business. well this is this is uh, because chick was gambling yeah yes he has a gambling issue uh so then he get they get the whole and then there's a couple other guys who we don't really see that often and ultimately they don't become important anyway oh they die uh so you get everybody and then chick says to harry like who are you gonna have as your number two yeah and unfortunately he needs the best in the world, and that has to be AJ. I love how Harry says to AJ, I wouldn't offer you a job on this world. On, on this, this planet. planet. On this planet. And Harry's yeah. like, what do you mean? And like AJ, like a puppy dog, just follows him around. Like, what do you mean? I'll do the job. And I was like, nah, well, well done, Harry. And now, now everybody is gathered back. They are learning the problem that the world faces, i.e. utter annihilation. And then they, at Harry's sort of cajoling, agree to join him in space to drill and ultimately attempt to detonate and split this meteor in two. I actually really like this scene because I really like most of the guys. I pretty much mm-hmm. like all of them that aren't Steve Buscemi and uh, Rockhound. I, and I really like Chick and I like Chick's response. Like Harry says, like, none of you have to do this, but I need, you know, I need the best and you guys are the best. And Ch- I like how Chick's like, I've never said no to a job with you. Like yeah. we've been together since, and all of them are like, we're all in and stuff. But I just, I really like the relationship and the respect between Harry and his boys. Yeah. It's yeah. A, they're yeah. all a crew. They love each other. They're a community. Mm-hmm. There's tension with AJ, but ultimately they're all there for each other. Yeah. Like I've, we've got to do the job. These are the people I do the job, which with. is important because we're going to see some of these folks not make it. And I think very quickly they establish that these guys are close and they care about each other and it makes everything that's going to happen in space matter more Mm -hmm. because you know, every life on the line is important. Mm -hmm. And this, 
I believe, if I were to set you two up, is what you were alluding to earlier. The crew has a list of demands. Which mm-hmm. I do think is funny. Oh, I love that. I actually spurned a question for me. Oh, I have one, too. I okay. bet it's, I bet we, I, we think it's the same thing. We think it's the same thing. Okay, well, if, if it is, yeah. then you take the other thing. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So my question for you is, uh, as you said, Alan, the crew is all signed on. Harry has come to Truman saying, I got my crew. They're all in. They have some requests, like mm-hmm. a writer. You know, uh, musicians might say, I only want the green M&Ms. These guys have some requests. True. Everything from, I need my parking tickets to go away, to all of them say they no longer want to pay taxes. I like Bear, who wants to spend the month in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House. Of the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So my question to you is, you have been enlisted to save the world. Uh Uh-huh. You can ask for anything. Oh, yeah. What are you asking for? That was also my question. Okay, well, then you got the other thing. We were thinking some fucking things, You were thinking some things. Yeah, we were. So, you have been enlisted to save the world. It is reasonable for you to make literally any demand you want, because otherwise, the earth is destroyed. So, what are you asking for? What's on your I'm saving Mm. the world writer? Mm. You know, I thought of this thing, but I didn't think past the thing. Sure, you only thought of the question and then your answer. I didn't think of the thing. I want to go ahead and say, I'm never paying taxes again is a pretty fucking good thing. I think... Yeah, let's go to the list. Mine is... Uh, I I'm only going to request two things, and they're both. One is I'm you you're not going to make me pay taxes. Yeah, ever again. It's a good thing. The the second is you are paying me a stipend of my demand that matches inflation from here until I die. And after I die, anybody who I leave it to gets it too. Somebody's going to be literally getting a stipend that matches inflation dollar for dollar and for, so for you're, all saying, time. you're saying i never have to work again that's your thing mm-hmm. is and by the way some of these guys are literally like make my 37 parking tickets go away and another guy's like i want a week in vegas like so, so small like yeah. i'm i'm gonna save the earth can i have a week in vegas like it is yeah it is comical how small they go True. for some of them so you're set for life set for that's life. your thing i think and i'm thinking greater good of mankind sure, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. i think i get to personally kick a few members of congress out Ooh, strong every strong. year, 90, every yeah. year. <laughs> not once every year every i get year. to kick some members of congress I get to out go. Mitch McConnell, no. you're done. Yeah. Establish a voting age limit. Mm. I, yeah, I get I get to make some choices that might help more than just myself. Uh, you know, as long as you're ethically aligned with me, uh, I'm in. Yeah. True. I think you'll be pleased with that. I, I agree that Morally. I would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I saved the earth and you don't get to decide how this country well, runs anymore. I now go. outrank all of you. <laughs> so You're here I'm I, the president. <laughs> I rule the but world. But I'm in the shadows. I'm, I'm king now. <laughs> they say the no, price would, of my I love is not some, a price. I would have <laughs> some advisors. No, you know what? This country is now a dictatorship and i'm the fucking dictator welcome to it me you know what (laughs) maybe i I don't want you saving the earth parts of it might (laughs) run better better. parts of it might run better no i get to personally kick a few people out of congress that's gonna go on my list i'll take it um and probably do some other, you know, establish, establish some, some policies. Establish uh-huh, some policies uh-huh, I think yeah. might benefit everyone. Uh-huh, I'm trying uh-huh. to think of my like personal selfish thing that uh-huh. I. Yeah, want. I think you gotta have a, a personal selfish thing. I agree. 
Do you want to pet shark? I was thinking something with sharks. You don't want to put a shark in a pen. I don't want a pet problem. shark, but no. I kind of want like. What if you just like have him in the ocean of your choosing, and the you, ocean is yours? You know what, Alan? You I, can sponsor a shark right now. I do want to, own which that would ocean. have as much yeah. ownership as you got if you that's did that. True. What if you just like I would like to own the Atlantic, and they're like, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. interesting. Now, <laughs> I, interesting. I think I would be like, yeah, this goes. I think I could change some policy to like save the sharks, which mm-hmm. would be good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I could establish some kind of like anti-fishing laws sure. quickly, but that's again not my own selfish desires. Mm-hmm. So I got to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Financially set for life is strong. Yeah, yeah. you know that's that's a good one because then then you can do anything. You can you know you could work for the better of mankind. Mm-hmm. You can. I don't have to worry about making a living. I can just do whatever for the benefit of mm-hmm. my people around me. I mean, I've already saved the earth, so I don't know what else I can yeah, do. Yeah, you're but, fucking welcome, everybody. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you get a lot of, you get a lot of freedom, right? Yeah. Um, so financially set for life is, is pretty, that's pretty strong. That's a pretty good request. I'm thinking, hmm, I want you to bring Surge back. <laughs> Surge. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. I need you to bring Surge back. And, uh, and my favorite request that was made was bring back eight track tapes. Yeah, I think I would be like, you have you know to what? call. Uni- oh, oh, oh! I know. Okay. Uh huh. I've, I've. Are you getting the Jaws ride reinstated? Getting the Jaws Universal? ride back, and they're calling up Universal Studios, uh-huh. and they're getting Joe Alves on the phone, uh-huh. and they're getting a couple of the other guys from Jaws on the phone, and uh-huh. they're making me a Bruce. They're taking that Bruce from the Academy Museum. Now, I don't need the Bruce. I'm not that selfish. Yeah, you just want a Bruce. But they're going to cast and make me an exact replica of Bruce yeah. to hang in my home. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Here's here. Okay. And they're bringing the Jaws right back. I don't know that this is my request, but a little bit of recency bias here. Yeah. I want the Halcyon. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. I want, I want that. And what I mean is I want it to be right there. Mm-hmm. It stays exactly where it is, but it's mine. Mm-hmm. I get free reign. I can stay in every one of those rooms if I want. Can True. I? If I let you. Okay. It's my house. Yeah. I'm thinking of some things. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, well I want, I, have, I now have, I now have the biggest residence I could ask for on Disney property. Mm-hmm. Theme to my, my mm-hmm. one of my favorite IPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want the house. Yeah. Ooh, I dig it. Know, oh, I have my other idea. I have my final Okay, idea. hit me, hit me. I now own the rights to Harry Potter. Oh. We get rid of She Who Must That's Not Be Named. interesting. And I now control my favorite IP. That is not only selfish yeah, for me, sure. but that is for the good of wizard kind. That because now is everybody who is conflicted about supporting her mm-hmm. doesn't have to be conflicted anymore. And, and... I'm going to cherish that brand and I'm going to make sure nothing bad happens with it. Sure. Fantastic Beast, go fuck yourself. Sure. We're never doing that again. We're getting the Marauders prequel everybody yes. wants. We're getting the Founder, Founders yes. prequel everybody wants. We're getting everything everybody wants because I'm in charge. You're in charge. Yeah. That is yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like uh-huh. it. And, uh-huh. and she would have to give it to me because she's dead if I if otherwise. I Yeah. A strong arm. I agree. You're the she dictator. Would get I heard you're the dictator of the country. So. And the Atlantic Ocean. I can and stick my Atlantic army of Ocean. sharks on her. 
Molly's request very big by comparison, by the way. You're like, I want to be financially stable. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Can I have this hotel and and a soda that was discontinued yeah. except for at Burger King, yeah, weirdly? Yeah. And Molly's like, yeah. I want to be queen and also own the one of the biggest IPs in the world. Yeah. And I want the Atlantic Ocean. And, and I want a uh, replica Bruce. Bruce. And I'm... <laughs> Well, once I own uh, Harry Potter, I'll be in with Universal, and I think I don't. Even, I don't things. even need yeah, the government good, yeah. to get involved there. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I think one of them wanted eight track tapes. Yeah, back. one of them wanted eight. Max Chick, I think, or was it Max? It was Max. Max. Chick yeah. wanted the gambling. The package. the week at the Wasps. We get a uh, yeah. we get Caesars. Sorry, it's, now you you have to take the yeah, other thing. Unfortunately, yeah, Max got thing. the Max got the fun conversation. Unfortunately, at this point, Doctor Facilier. <laughs> AKA General Kibsey. That's mm-hmm. that's Keith mm-hmm. David. Also in Nope, which I watched recently. Yeah. He's the general who's reporting to, he's the highest up general um and he is the direct contact with the president and he is talking to Dan Truman and he sees them and he hears all their outlandish requests and he unfortunately says you're telling me these R words are who yeah. are going to save the planet and it Not good. that word hit me like a bullet. Oh yeah. Cuz I couldn't believe that they would say yeah. that slur i mean i, I guess mean, with now 25 years 25 years ago that, sure i don't yeah. even think i ever th- realized you know it was probably like oh that's not nice but it like it didn't hit the way it did yeah they they used it as a joking insult which is unfortunately for quite for, for too long of a time that's how that word was used. Yep. Then we get to a very... All of this is a setup, right? We're just trying to get these fuckers to space. That's all we're trying to do. So we have some... And medical- by the way, listener, sorry to interrupt you. We're going to fast forward through a lot of space because it's two hours of the same fucking shit over and over and over again. Literally. So Mike they, they loves they a montage. A, he does. Yeah. They took a play right out of the decom playbook they on this sure one. They sure did. It's not even a fucking decom. And they're like, hey, let's... That scene, let's do it again. Uh, so uh, they have medical examinations, physical examinations, mental examinations, where they are all subjected to a variety of different tests across the Rolodex. A couple of funny lines happen, but I think ultimately what we are supposed to take away at this point is that these people are not fit to go to space. However, because there is an asteroid plummeting towards Earth, we've got to send them up there anyway. So That's let's true. get them as close to good enough as we can and get them up into space. Space camp time. There's only one thing I need to mention here, and that is that I think it's Max at one point in all these evaluations mentions the movie Pulp Fiction, which I thought was so strange because Bruce Willis is in the movie Pulp Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) He plays Butch. Zed's dead, baby. Um, And so I thought, Pulp Fiction is canon in this movie? It's meta. How strange. (laughs) What a weird Uh, thing. And then at one point, Oscar, who's Owen Wilson and... Uh, bear is uh-huh. it bear who is it they argue over who would be han oh it's uh it's rock isn't it rock hound and, yeah, and yeah, oscar yeah. arguing over who they'd be in uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah which is it's han or chewy yeah yep ultimately though they're just gonna have to go up to space there's a couple of we get some foreshadowing in this and this is the only thing that i'll really mention as an impactful moment and that is when they're in the underwater simulator they are drilling because there's gonna be two teams we have the freedom and the independence I'm just going to pause here. Mark. Listen, the, amount, Mark. the amount of propaganda Special in this movie. Rob to you, wings. courtesy. Oh, the red, white, and blue. Freedom's wind across the sky. Day two. 
Flying high, flying high. Day three. Put a boot in your ass <laughs> It's the American way. Two brothers. Oh, no. God. No. Hey, Two you crossed the line. Two brothers on their way. One eternity later. Cat and Bob, <laughs> pay no mind. Good God. This land is your land. If this land is my land. From California. So anyway, we'll put a boot oh in god. your ass. Oh my god. Oh my god. We learn in this moment. One came home. <laughs> one stayed behind. <laughs> We will get through this movie. If I have the to kick statue and live. Oh my god. If I mute you. Don't make me mute these mics. Okay. We let's roll. Jesus. Christ. Oh what a beautiful morning. <laughs> <laughs> we learn that AJ is impulsive and uh -huh. that Harry and AJ butt heads, although Harry is just an older version of AJ and that is why they don't see eye to eye a lot of times because they are they're cut from the same cloth. I got to say, I think the actual theme of this movie is male egos and how they do not check themselves before they wreck themselves That's because true. a lot of this movie is I know better no I know better no I know better and it goes between AJ and Harry it goes between NASA and the president the gen like it's like a lot of just like hot-headed male ego it happens in space with uh the colonel I won't like it's just like everybody needs to fucking chill for a second a few mm, times because it's just 100%. like and it's like people are being stubborn and arrogant and not actually thinking about the problem which is the world's gonna fucking end if you don't get your shit together true yeah and specifically again to your point alan this is a little bit of foreshadowing because aj is doing a drilling operation there are going to be two teams and the computers are saying you got to back out it's gonna like this thing's gonna break you got to stop AJ's like, I know better. The drill you made, Harry, can withstand this. And Harry and them are fighting. And he's like, the computer's wrong. And you know the computer's wrong. And there, there is this like uh, going with your gut versus what the computer says. And this is all foreshadowing mm -hmm. for what the end of this movie is going to be. Also, um, there is a scene where I think this is important. There's a scene where Harry is like forbidding AJ from seeing his daughter. Yeah. There's this this un, this B plot of Liv Tyler and AJ being yeah. in love and eventually getting engaged. And there's a scene that starts really cute where all the guys are like feeling protective of Grace because she grew up on the rig and even Bear's like, we're all like her dad because, and yeah. it starts really cute and then it gets really creepy really fast yeah. because they're all like, she's a fucking hottie She is now. hot. She's got a banging bod. You gotta know how hot she is, <laughs> And like, Harry. it starts with Steve Buscemi who's not surprising, but then all of them are like, and I'm like, no, no, guy, well, no, this started so sweet. This she's started so nice. Her body. She has to understand what she's going through. Yeah, wow. Owen Wilson's like funny about it, but like, yeah. it's like, no, we don't need to talk about. It's like, you're like five minutes older than her why, yeah. why i think his that? is the least gross but it's still like 
but it again shows the camaraderie and how they all feel about yeah. each other. Yeah, they're protective of her. They are supportive of this thing with AJ. Harry is hesitant. But it's it's nice that they're all kind of like talking sense into Harry too yeah. of like hey, she's an adult now. Like yeah. she can date who you she can't control like, her. Yeah. 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 We have a couple of scenes, but ultimately there's only one that I like to highlight because we have a lot of education of like, hey, here's the mission. Get on the asteroid, drill to 100 feet, drop the nuke, leave, remote detonate, that's it. And the last little bit of information that we get is that Harry's like, hey, you need to give these guys 10 hours. They need to decompress. You're overloading them. They're, they need to understand what it is they're going and risking their lives for. I mentioned that because immediately before this scene, we watch... Uh, AJ give a tongue bath to Grace, <laughs> and it was well, just her shoulder, just a lot of shoulder licking. And Harry which, watches, and it's oh, it's super creepy. creepy. It's creepy. Well, that's what he that's storms what off, yeah. which story that's what sparks the, all right. the guys is like he's pissed. Now, I thought that in that moment, I was like, God, that's got to be the worst scene that I'm going to see in terms of romance representation in this movie. Little did I know that a mere five minutes later, what was going to happen is perhaps the most cringe thing I've seen in television history. And that is fucking Ben Affleck piloting animal crackers across <laughs> Liv Tyler's exposed chest. Can I was uncomfortable. I got to say the worst part about that whole scene, he's like got his animal crackers and he's like, dancing them across her navel the and he's cheetah. like the cheetah stalks the gazelle it's a goddamn giraffe you fucking idiot that animal cracker is a giraffe you absolute fucking moron it is a giraffe bent like with his, oh my god also you absolute like, idiot bro of all of the sexy food you could have picked animal crackers not sexy also beyond the sexy food you could have picked this is theoretically your last meal on earth and you pick animal crackers you yeah. Cheap oh, yeah. fuck. Get a steak. <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. Last meal on Earth. Last meal food. Yeah. Um, um, hmm. You know, there's a really interesting, there's a really interesting YouTube Where done by Mythical, Mythical Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, Last Meals. Last yeah, Meals, yeah. Um, and I'm always fascinated by what they get, which is often like, it's often, I think it represents what I'm thinking through is like something that feels like home. Mm-hmm their favorite fast food place. And then like usually like a restaurant that they really love. like, there's always this smattering of like yeah. high quality and low quality. That's, that's called girl dinner right there. Um, and it's, it, it's always interesting to see what people pick. Yeah. Mine's super depressing and sad. So I, uh, I would want my grandmother who is no longer with us. I'd want her to cook, uh, me poppy seed chicken mm. over rice ooh, ooh, and i'd want uh, yeah absolutely i'd want that i'd want that meal and then like that'd be one side and the other side would be like a high quality steak or something but like i, I want that like that's that is such a warm hug food to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are you drinking i'm probably gonna have a very i want a scotch older than i am mm. Mm. i'm trying to compile mine in this moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one plate would be like southern soul food mm. it would be like fried chicken perfect fried chicken yeah mac and cheese oh. a biscuit Ooh. mashed potato love it another plate like that's home another plate is a steak like a really fucking good mm -hmm. steak i think i'm i'm gonna bounce i'm, I'm gonna add you one can have a lot of thought food. i mean yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna add one more than i thought the next one is gonna be uh Ichiran ramen. Uh, 
which I will be having so soon. Um, Ichiran ramen <laughs> is in a bowl. And then dessert is red velvet cake and Mayfield brown cow ice cream. Oh, my God. And I have ice cold Coca-Colas in cans. Not even not even fountain. No, I like can the best. Okay. Yeah, I think can supremacy. I'm surprised you didn't have some sush. You can add some sush if you Yeah, I think sushi. like it would be steak, sush, poppy seed chicken, scotch that's older than I am. I didn't even consider dessert, Max. Yeah, you got to have dessert. You know what I'd want? I'd want like the perfect chocolate chip cookie mm. that is like crispy on the exterior, a little gooey on the interior, mm. and just like that. that but then as you get like just dessert. Um, if it's my last meal, I'm getting the chocolate chips, baby. Like that's that's what's happening. All right. <sighs> There's gonna be a lot to eat. I'm just yeah, saying. Sure. I'm just saying. I need a little bit of a lot of stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I also need a steak, but I want it cooked by my grandfather because mm. the man makes a hell of a steak. Sure does. On the side of that perfectly cooked steak, I would like my grandmother's cheesy potato casserole. Mm. So that's step one. I'm gonna have a perfect Caesar salad as a side somewhere on yeah, this sure. on this smorgasbord um i would like a couple this is make sl- me so hungry by the way i know I'm very we i haven't had dinner i'm very hungry yeah i just ate like so much food but yeah. you want to order after this yes okay. yeah same uh i i also want a couple slices of viennapoli pizza somewhere oh pizza should make the cut i love pizza viennapoli is my favorite pizza uh i also have some like sentimental value to viennapoli specifically um I need some tacos, so I'm going to have a fish taco from that place we went to in New York because that was uh, the best fish taco I've so ever had. So good. Um, I also uh, need need a couple more tacos. I haven't quite decided where all the tacos... Oh, Torchy's Tacos, which was my favorite taco place mm. when we lived in Houston. Mm. need a couple of their tacos, the fried avocado probably, the breakfast taco probably, and their queso because their queso fucking slaps. And then... All right, so we got some tacos, we got a salad, we got a steak, we got some pizza... That's probably good as far as food goes. Um, for dessert, I want Ohana bread pudding. Oh, strong. Uh, strong. Oh, I need some nudes, too. If we're going to Ohana, they might as well pick Gotta up some nudes. nudes while they're there. Yeah. Um, and possibly also a Gideon's peanut butter cookie. Strong. Um, and then I need... Oh, and some Florian Fortescue's strawberry peanut butter ice cream. Mm-hmm. And to drink, I need the world's best old-fashioned. I need the world's best vodka martini with a twist. I need a pumpkin beer. I need a vat of shaky Jamaica and a vat of bubble water. I've become a five-drink girly because it's there the end go. of the world, the the world. and we yeah, are yeah. we need yeah. the all the drinks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and a, I'm six-drink girly. I need probably a bottle because if it's all ending it's all i need to be ready um i need a bottle of wine from um what was annandale this winery we went to in south africa it was like some of the best wine i've ever had so i need a bottle of that too there you go and i'm have a little little pick oh and a charcuterie board listener hit us with not not so this doesn't get out of control because obviously it can get out of control hit us with one dish Mm mm-hmm in the Discord, one dish that would make your last meal. It yeah. could be anything you... Obviously, we're all over the place, but hit us with one of the dishes. Mm-hmm. We don't need a, a novel for each person. Oh, but one shit. Of the on that charcuterie board, my aunt's pepper jelly has to be on there. 
as referenced earlier, we really don't need a novel, but we are interested in hearing what you've got to yeah, say yeah, for your one yeah. meal. I'm, one dish. It is one, one. Hey, one dish. I'm just telling you that like this, I know you're all expecting a, a gigantic like buffet. I'm saying like, I need like two bites of each of these. So things. AJ that picks would animal be, crackers. Yeah, but he picks animal crackers and I have to agree, Alan, it is the fucking cringiest I think when I was younger, I was like, this is so romantic. And yeah. now watching it at 34, I'm like, ugh. Now, I I think what happened is uh, is crazy. But I happen to have the full version of the script here. Mm. Oh, um, no. Unedited. Oh, because, no. you know, it in the, in the scene, Liv Tyler says, do you think it's possible anyone else is doing what we're doing right now? But uh, in the first version, you all know, exposition is sometimes really important we we learned that from decoms and so in in my version of the script she says do you think it's possible anyone else is slipping an animal cracker in their fiance's vagina right now <laughs> the answer is like at least one other but it's not and a ben big Affleck number goes i hope so because if not what are we doing this for <laughs> yep that's accurate god like, it was so bad it's like what the fuck are you saying she says is there anyone else doing exactly that i hope not like, like honestly i hope that i hope he literally i hope he literally, let the asteroid hit the earth let, if there is more than one of you doing this he literally puts it in her panties at one point i know that's it's what i'm fucking saying it's uncomfortable i just i i get oh god it's and I'm going to say this about Liv Tyler right now. There are moments where Liv Tyler acts brilliantly I agree. in this movie. She has great moments in this film. And, and then there really are other moments where I'm like, and really bad ones. I'm just like, what emotion are you showing? She doesn't show a lot of emotion through part of this. And I'm like, y- everyone you love is dead. And like, you're like, it's like she for the flashes of brilliance that we get saying goodbye later on brilliant but this right now when it's just deadpan into camera no expression yeah, it's, it's rough it's just like what is happening anyway so we have this happen we then get a montage of what these 10 hours look like for all these different individuals we have Ben Affleck doing animal cracker panties we have <laughs> Steve Buscemi going to a strip club with Max and he goes to a loan shark bear- first he pulls out a hundred grand Correct. We have, um, and what is, I think, the most gut-wrenching yep. of any oh, of these yeah. is Chick going home to see his wife and son. A.K.A. Is, the mom from Halloween Town. Correct. Um, and this, I think, I want to, if I, if I give this movie its flowers for anything, it is Chick's arc. Uh, his he is a supportive friend who has vices who feels flawed in a way that's real who doesn't feel necessarily it feels like Chick is the guy who got picked up off the street and put into a situation that is so far outside of his norm and all he's trying to do is perform admirably and do the next right thing Chick reminds me of uh, Coach Beard on Ted Lasso if Harry is Ted Lasso, which obviously they're very, very different. But if you are a Ted Lasso fan, you know that Coach Beard um, goes through some really hard times and Ted is the person that pulls him out of that and gives him an opportunity and gives him hope when no one else will. And you kind of get the vibe that that's what happened with Harry and Chick. Like mm. Chick clearly is estranged from this woman who is the, you know, the the mother of his son who he, she does not acknowledge to the kid that that's his dad. The kid has no idea who he is. He clearly likes to gamble. Like you can kind of tell that Chick's not always had it easy or made the best choices, yeah. um, but Harry is his ride or die. Harry is the person that he like can count on. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's so sad because he goes up and he sees 
mom from Halloween Town and his son, and the son has no idea who it is, and the and the woman's mommy, like, who's that man? Mom is like, oh, he's a salesman, and the kid goes back inside, and he says, you know, something big's about to happen, and you, you might, might be you might be of proud me. of me, dude. That's rough. And can mm. you give this to him for me? You don't have to say it to me. And he places down a little toy spaceship, and yeah. it is like brutal. Yeah, I think like that. There isn't a whole lot that feels grounded in this movie. I don't know. I couldn't imagine why. But that moment, I'm like, God, like that's representative of some like real life relationships. And that's just tough. Okay. So we have the 10 hours of debauchery spent or or sort of like mid archery. Can I just I'm going to say one more thing about the weird animal cracker scene. Just fuck you two. Like it's your your last day on earth. Instead of instead of animal cracker foreplay, just put it in. Yeah. Anyway, just drill. Just like that. Just drill. drill, Just like that. You drill. Just fucking drill. AJ. Just drill. He's got drill anxiety. So he does have drill anxiety. They all gather back together, but not before we see a scene of absolute horror where an asteroid, one of the large one, impacts in Shanghai and kills 50,000 people. That's That number is so small. Like, for for what happened, yes. that number is so fucking small. They took out the like an entire quarter How of the city. How many people live in Shanghai? Okay, let's find uh, that out. A, an unbelievable yeah, amount. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many people live in Shanghai? Uh, 26.32 million Holy people. Shit. That's why I said, like, that number is so small. Holy shit. 50,000 is a drop in a fucking bucket. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, a volume obviously, size. Obviously, that's a huge amount of people. Don't get me wrong. But what happened in that scene? Yeah. Definitely more than 50,000 people are dead. Yeah. And that's what shows that the world is now aware and this is when truman and you truman and harry have their final bonding moment in person when he's like hey i need you to tell me that you can do this Mm -hmm. truman to harry and harry doesn't actually say that harry says like i've never not completed a job i've always he said i've never quit on something yeah Yeah. it's like i don't quit yeah which is harry's way like of saying like i can't I'm not going to Harry has done a really good job uh, throughout his character of not making promises in the exact verbiage or wording that the person who's asking for the promise is asking for say yeah. one yeah, yeah. and because he doesn't want to break a promise. That's one of Harry's like sort of underlying traits. So in this moment is rep- representative of that. Truman's like, I need you to tell me you can do the job. And Harry's like, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that I won't quit. Yeah. Good, good call out. So they're all getting ready to go onto uh, the spaceships, the freedom and independence to go to space. They've all gathered back together. And the final interaction that you have with Harry and his daughter, Grace, is Grace saying, I want you to promise me that you'll come home. And for the first time and only time in this movie, I thought this, again, I'm going to give this movie flowers when it deserves it. Yep. Harry Stamper makes a promise verbatim to grace yeah this this relationship how it ends like this is by far the strongest part of the film like i agree chick's arc is really strong but the way this resolves the way we're go, like where we go the way they set it up by far the most impactful part of this movie for me and i think to your point alan like they lay groundwork here before and here that ultimately make the end of this movie even more impactful than it would have been correct without this really 
clever foundation being set right now. And it's it's subliminal. Like it's nobody's saying Harry never comes out and is like, I never make promises. Yeah. He always just he's he's just he sidesteps your request. Yeah. Uh, in a way that still gives him some leverage to do it his way and complete the job. But the one thing that he needed leverage to do it his way and complete the job, he had to make a promise that he couldn't keep. Yeah. Right. Spoiler alert from a movie in 1998. So they end up hopping on the space shuttle. Not where, not before a musical moment. Yeah. Leaving on a jet plane. I love it. This moment is so cringe, but I love it. It's like Animal Crackers is cringe and I hate it. Leaving on a jet plane so cringe and i love this scene yeah. because aj and grace are saying goodbye and he very now now if it was just aj singing to grace cringe but the fact that bear and some of the other guys join in and you have this cute like moment between the guys all yeah. singing leaving on a jet plane i love it yeah you just reminded me and i think it's just for the sake of mentioning it we had another important musical moment right before animal crackers which was our first hearing. Uh, yeah, Correct. a little, strum, a little strumming. I did write it. No, they hit the lyric. No, no. They, they hit it hard. Hack they don't build in. They, yeah. We get, don't want to miss a thing. That's true. I did write it down. I wrote Aerosmith. With the Animal Cracker scene. I was scene. distracted Totally by forgot about it. I also was distracted by it. Do you guys think it. it's weird that that is a sex scene, kind of, and the soundtrack is daughter? her dad? Why'd you smile while you are sleeping? It's not not weird. Yeah, right. Wide yeah. awake yeah. and dreaming. You yeah. know, it, when I think of things that are weird, and I do something, you know, Wednesdays. <laughs> you think of Wednesdays are for thinking of things that are weird. Yeah, on the list, it's like Monday, think of things that are practical. That's Tuesday, right. think of things that are fun. Yeah. Wednesdays, Wednesday, weird Wednesdays. Weird, we things, call it weird Wednesdays. And Steven Tyler singing over Liv Tower getting drilled. Weird. Weird. Weird weird so they hop onto their shuttles and this is when shit immediately like all knowledge even my incredibly rudimentary Mm -hmm. elementary even knowledge of physics Uh comes into play they decide that all right we launch into space the launch is successful the freedom and the independence have broken the atmosphere we are good to go they are going to dock with the Russian space station. Mm-hmm. There's a throwaway line that is effectively Michael Bay's way of saying, I don't want to pay for floating scenes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to hit the thrusters and simulate gravity. Even in my rudimentary research, no shot. That is a thing that could happen. And it happens a lot I'm throughout gonna, the space. I'm going to let you know the scientists agree. They said you can't do that. You can't. Make, <laughs> you can't make. Nor they said. Nor would it be helpful. Like this is not. Yeah. You can't. The gravity thing. It's like that's not. Would not be helpful. No, and you but, can't but, do it anyway. But Molly, it is helpful for filming. For Ben Affleck to fuck up. It, it is helpful to make this movie. Sure. It's sure. just so bad. So they arrive on the Russian spaceship with one of my favorite. What are you doing on the space oh, man, station? I, I, we, listener, we, we just, point in time here, we just recorded Go Figure last night. Dude. And there is also Dude. a stereotypical me? Russian coach on that movie. What are you doing and, on my ship? Oh, man. He is going to steal the moon. He, he's closer than any other person we've met. Also, at by this point, the president has addressed the people. Yeah. And maybe this is a point in time observation. 
He's doing a lot of praying. A lot of, mm. lot of prayer. A lot of prayer and happening. it feels like that's not what... I would want the president to be safe. You know, Molly here, I'm actually going to let, I'm going, I'm going to agree with you and then I'm going to yes and you and I'm going to reveal some religious drama. So in the late 90s to early 2000s is what's known, at least in the Southern Baptist Convention, as the great revival period mm-hmm. where there was a lot of pushing of that particular uh, um, agenda at any point in time with, with a very sort of, it was very heavy handed so it made its way into a lot of different avenues of society and seeing it represented here i had an eye twitch that happened and i was and it happened throughout the film um and feel how you want to about that i'm just speaking from where i'm literally sitting in this and i was just like ah yes i remember this moment in time yeah and i'm not saying obviously if something like this is happening people are going to turn to religion and to prayer of course yeah i just feel like if you're the president he doesn't really give many facts like he's just like all we can do now is pray and it's like you're the president give some objective information you can do that and also yeah we've got a team up there trying to do some stuff give some stats both of those things can be true but it's like he experts up there he basically is like the world's gonna end god help us all like that's basically the president's whole speech not gonna make it better yeah That. that that yeah so like say this is very scary this is very real, but he we have sent a team up there and like give some helpful information. And yeah. then if you want to end with a prayer or whatever, okay. But yeah. like he basically just turns the world into anarchy by He's like, doing hey, that. Don't worry, guys. You're we're all fucked. Uh, enjoy. That's his message. So when the minute we leave the atmosphere. I love we, Owen Wilson, by the way, in this moment. It's like, I just really like his character, which makes he's gonna die soon what for happens about him. sad. When he's like, I'm 98% excited and 2% nervous. Well, maybe it's 2% excited and 98% nervous, but that's what makes this so fun. Yeah. Like, he's just Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson. Totally. We hit the cycle, uh, uh, the decom cycle, once we leave the atmosphere. We, I looked at I looked at the time on this movie at this point, and... Actually, it was when we started getting close to the asteroid, and I was like, there's a fucking hour and a half left of this movie. Holy shit. Like, more than half is left. This pacing is so slow in the back part of this movie because everything is a disaster all the time. the, The equation of this back half of the movie is as follows. We have to complete a task. We arrive to complete the task. Shit goes wrong. Two to three people die, but somehow we still make it out okay. Yep. That is the equation. And it follows in the following ways. Number one, we arrive to the Russian space station. The task is we must attempt to refuel both of our ships. The shit goes awry is everything on the Russian space station breaks despite AJ and his lack of training attempting to fix things based on mumbled instructions from the Russian astronaut. Four. Two to three people die. Actually, in this one, no one dies. Well done. They get you, out. You, you break the rule. You, you get out. You make it back into your space station. Everybody leaves safely, only at 90% fuel. Item number one. Close well, enough. Also, the whole Russian space station explodes. And if you're going to tell me <clears throat> that he doesn't take any of those spacecrafts with him, uh, all right. Also, Molly, I don't know if, you're, if you might if I share your brain-breaking moment that we've had earlier, that we had earlier oh, yeah. today. So we were chatting, and there was fire burning... In expo- like in a space that was exposed to space. Yeah. And I was like, that wouldn't happen. Correct. And Molly goes, what? And I was like, there's no oxygen in space. 
Fire takes oxygen to happen. Correct. It wouldn't happen. Explosions in space, not a fucking thing. It is a crumpled implosion of what would happen as the vacuum of space attempts to occupy where the oxygen would be. Yep. So it is a it is bananas to me that we see both of those things represented in this movie, and they're at dis it's sandwiched and it's fucking infuriating. We have explosions happen here implosion crumple explosions happen here implosion crumple and like i understand what you're doing you're picking whatever's the most cinematic but also i get why science people are upset when my stupid ass brain goes like that isn't gonna happen correct that's the first of many number two we're coming up close on the asteroid we're getting close to Dottie. okay and because we have to just to give a little bit more, we got a slingshot around the moon. Yeah, I've heard of that. That happens on Mission Space. Heard yeah. of it? Glad it's accurate. To which Dude. Steve Buscemi compared to being Wiley Coyote riding on a rocket earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they are slingshotting around the moon. They must experience unbelievably high G-forces to do this. To which point, everyone in NASA has to just hope they live. Because of the incredible G-forces that everyone's you know, going to sustain. Max, you got nine minutes of just, I hope we live. Max, I've got Spe- some... Speaking of, how many G-forces are on mission space? Because they you know, hit like 11. I'll tell you. I looked it up. Uh-huh. They hit 11 Gs. Uh-huh. Mission space, 2.5. Oh, my God. I'd throw up so much. 2.5 Gs you pull like, what, on mission space four orange. Four times more? I mean, yeah. Mission space doesn't bother me, but... But, but imagine four times. Eleven is nuts. My favorite part about this scene, though, is they're all freaking out. Obviously, because you would, as a regular human, would freak out if you hit eleven Gs. And they're all screaming. And one of them goes, "Is this normal?" And another one goes, "Yeah." And then they go, "How would you know?" <laughs> and I just like the 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 dialogue is funny. Also, like eleven Gs, I'm pretty sure your brain is being so hard pressed into the back of your they're skull as being out. pancaked. No one's talking. It's like like have you seen those like. The, like the, the scene of Guardians when all their eyes are yeah, fucking like, all the scenes of people like in jet planes being put through G's to train like mm-hmm. they they often pass out that happens in this movie like or puke like the fact that like pilots who are elite in the Air Force are pulling nine and that's considered like top tier elite level piloting after doing some research on that right like 11 yeah everybody on that space shuttle is dead because your pilots are out cold well i mean their pilots are they do have pilots on each one of these that are trained and that and that are uh from nasa and they've gone through training and then everyone else on the ship doesn't fucking have any training at all but But, yeah a civilian pulls 11 g's and is awake no i mean i agree they're they're certainly not talking throughout it they're definitely not moving because i can barely move my body on mission space when the g's starts yeah the fact that they're flailing around feels yeah it's gonna happen so they pull up on the back end of Dottie. And as they pull up... Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. There is debris <laughs> flying everywhere from Dottie's ass. And they are trying to navigate here. What? It's the rear... Just it's, go ahead. <laughs> just, That's what she said. Just go ahead. <laughs> the Freedom and Independence are trying to navigate the debris field. Only one of them does it successfully. So the independence, unsuccessful. Freedom, successful in navigating this asteroid field. It's so sad, though. Like, this part is so sad. Oh, yeah. It's so dramatic. 
Which again, this is another one. We follow the equation. What's our objective? Land on the asteroid. What's the problem? Debris field. What happens? Shit goes awry and two to three people die. Mm -hmm. In this instance, three people die. The pilot, co-pilot, and Oscar. There's one other pe- person that dies, but we didn't ever care enough to learn his name. So I don't think he ever uh, got named. Yeah, no, he gets named when he says he wants his friends to be made citizens without any. Oh, uh, that's right. Is that but, Gruber, or is that is Gruber one? Gruber's of the a, a is he a, pilot? a NASA person? Got it. So, but it Owen will like Owen Wilson's one of my favorites, and I there's something about this scene that is really gut wrenching because like. Because he fails, like he says out loud, I'm not able to get my gear on. You hear him articulate the method of his demise. And that's, from a viewing perspective, it's horrid watching somebody in this movie perish, right? In any movie perish. For the pilots, they're going, you know they're going to die, and you know it because they're sitting, they have no gear on, the the windows are breaking, they're going to be sucked out into the vacuum of space. But they are actively trying to pilot and save everybody else. They've made the sacrifice. Oscar is articulating out loud his final struggles. Yeah. And that's, it's brutal. It's horrible. It's a, it's a tough scene to watch. Like more sad things happen, but I think this is the second saddest scene in the whole thing because it's like, well, you're also watching, they're cutting to, they're seeing this happen. They're hearing the mayday calls from NASA and you're watching Liv Tyler grapple with the fact that aj is on that yeah, ship her fiance and is she is she's listening to the distress calls of the ship that her fiance is on and assuming he's dead like so you get oscar dying you get the the crew dealing with it and then you get nasa just hearing the calls and like bigger picture than this small shuttle half your success of the world like 50 percent of the people you are counting on are gone yeah in your mind yeah and all your friends have to listen to it so a couple of them you see make it to quote safety unquote as the shuttle dissolves into the asteroid field and uh, crash lands on the asteroid the other shuttle then goes in for landing right Again, we have another situation. What's the task? Land the shuttle. There's a problem. There is, of course. The, we can't. Our landing gear is fucked. There's a lot of debris in the air. We can't necessarily navigate it. So we're going to overshoot our landing by 26 miles. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Colonel Sharp, the pilot of this uh, of this shuttle, I enjoy him as a character. Um, but this is like all in all you're just like let's isolate these people in a bad situation or an even worse situation go yeah it's already going to be hard enough to drill into an asteroid you don't need to throw them 26 miles yeah. off course and that that's the thing that got frustrating about this and why i think the movie is too long by 30 minutes is that like the stakes are high enough i don't need every task along the way to be this unbelievably dramatic high actions. It's just one high action scene after another, after another, after another, after another. You don't really ever get a moment to breathe. And I don't need all of them. Like there are some that are very impactful. There are others that I just don't need as much. And what I would rather have is the movie end 30 minutes earlier, because it's just, it becomes exhausting (laughs) to watch it all play out over and over and over and over and over again also i had a thought and i don't know if either of you maybe this is my nerd moment showing up i had a thought where i was like why is that spot the iron plate it's all composed of the same shit 
why isn't it all just hard to drill through? Yeah. That's a much more concise story that like, it's a known issue from the outset that's already raising the stakes of the film before they get on the shuttle. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it, it, it a lot of it feels unnecessary. So they land and they have to start drilling. It doesn't really go well, but at least they get the drilling started. While we have this drilling sequence occurring, there is a recurring annoyance, and that is rock hard. And I just rock want hound. rock hound. Thank you. <laughs> he rock is, hard. He is though. He is. Am I right? We That's missed a bit of a Freud it. He is. Flip, we missed it. He makes another pedo joke somewhere. He does. We missed it already though. But rock hound. Thank you, Molly. Rock hound just becomes an issue, and I wish they duct taped him to his chair far sooner in this movie. Just get him out of here. We don't need him in here. Get him out. Now we have two plots occurring. Plot A is let's drill into this asteroid to try to get to 800 feet, drop the nuke into the hole, and blow this thing to smithereens. Plot number two is we have survivors from the crash shuttle that are piloting their armadillo drilling machine across the surface of the asteroid to the blinking destination. That the, It's their Navi. Like, hey, listen. It's their plot driver to get them to where they need to go. And by survivors, we mean AJ, Lev the cosmonaut, and Bear. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We can skip a lot of the nonsense. There are some harrowing journeys, but eventually the two get reunited. Okay, we got a lot we, to talk about. We got to put so many There's things at happen. least one moment we have to enter, insert, which sure. is the nuclear football being brought in. That's right. the big one. So, yeah, back on Earth, uh, they're discussing what's gonna happen and at, they point out that because i i don't know why some because of they're about to go into a dead zone of communication right and they point out that in seven minutes we may never hear from again them again and the ability to remote detonate the nuke kicks ends five minutes after that so it, theoretically in 12 minutes we may have lost the ability to control the bomb and i i love the dramatic writing in this movie i think the writers did a hell of a job because like they make it concise they make it to the point they make it like dumb dumb turns of like mm -hmm. you get 12 minutes like they make it very like and it seems real and it's explaining the problem in it's exposition but it they do it well i think and, and i think that you in this moment particularly i think you understand both sides Right. Like I, I'm willing to understand that they are hearing the drilling is not going well. They should have been 200 feet in. They're 50 feet in because of the iron. They've broken a drill bit. They've broken a transmission that the, it's not going good. They're about to lose radio frequency. And in 12 minutes, they may not be able to detonate this nuke again. They don't think that's going to help, but they may not have a choice. Like they may not have even get to hit the button. And if I'm the president of the United States and a meteor is hurtling toward earth and it's going to take out all life on earth and I don't at least hit the button, I don't at least try my yep. one thing. Like you got to at least try the thing. Like, and so I understand that I understand the perspective of the president you also understand the perspective of like, yeah, but we know that's not going to work. We got to try to drill. But if you can't drill, you should hit the fucking button because if you know what I mean? Like, so I think that they do a great job to your point, Molly, of establishing the stakes, giving it urgency and both sides you can get behind. I actually can't get behind the president at all. Really? Not even a little bit. I, I, I understand why you would make that call. I think 
I understand the, the idea that you're never going to get to talk to them again is is very scary. But it to me, watching this was another scene where I was like, fucking male egos, shut the fuck. Like, you don't know anything. You, you may be the president, but you are not NASA. You are not smart enough to understand that this is not going to work. And the fact that you're now trying to strong arm NASA and have someone strong arm the people that actually could solve the problem, you're wasting valuable time by having plan B happen yeah. like you're no we need this time to try and drill because that might actually work I agree that it's the wrong call but I understand why in the moment you would think it's the right call I think that it is it is indicative of somebody who is in a seat of power who feels the pressure of having to act correct based upon a correct. number of factors do I think it's right absolutely fucking not it's the stupidest decision you could make but to try to give him and anybody sitting in that seat, a seat that hopefully none of us ever have to sit in is like save the earth. I say, like, like if you're sitting in that seat and you're like, I'm going to lose contact with these people. It's not going well. There's a snowball's chance in hell that pressing this button fixes everything. Even if it saves half of earth. Like I, I understand why that person says hit the button, but is that the right call? Absolutely no, not. If, not. If he gave it additional thought and wasn't, like saddled with the immense pressure of that moment. I absolutely think that like any, any leader worth their salt in that moment would be like, I put trusted experts up there. We should let the trusted, trusted experts do their job. Yeah. Um, but I also understand the dramatic writing in this moment. The last thing that I will say about this is that I think however you feel about the president and his call and like this, this entire sequence it's designed to give you an easily accessible villain. Yeah. That's what it, I mean, they simplify uh, maybe a, a sixth element of these moments of tension is like we know who the bad guy or the bad entity well, is in this moment and like it, it's designed to make us have a visceral reaction Be like no those are our guys yeah. don't hurt our guys yeah. don't do that I feel equally invested because these people have like sacrificed everything and volunteered to be here and I'm like it is meant to make you have a visceral reaction to it because Colonel what happens up in space is that Colonel Sharp who is one of the NASA guys, or he's military, is um, he's the only person that's aware that there's a, a B plan, yeah. a secondary protocol. And he gets the special envelope that's all marked up, and he is going to detonate the bomb. And He's going to evacuate them. I don't really know the point. Yeah, they're going to die. They're all going to... Yeah, they, they can go into space and be alone, I guess. Yeah, But Forever. Earth is gonna be destroyed uh, yeah i mean like but what do you where do you go he's yeah, a military man and i think that's the other thing too is it's the di it's the difference of your cowboys and your military yeah. so he's a military man he's following orders from the general um, who's getting his orders from the president and he is gonna detonate the bomb and harry is like who are you gonna, why are you listening to someone that's a hundred thousand miles away like yeah. I'm up here. You're up here. Why the fuck do you care what they have to say? Like, and you can see the the conflict of oh, I'm gonna disobey a direct order and blah blah blah. And then he go, he says, "Do you swear on your daughter and my daughters that you can hit that mark?" And once again, he doesn't swear it. Good point, Alan. I didn't think about this at the time, but he says, "I've never missed a mark." Yeah, I don't give this movie a lot of like really overt writing flowers. That bit of writing for me is for well, cal calm down calm down well. <laughs> calm down michael bay does action he's not known for some brilliant deep writing it. i'm sorry he's not known for hiring a lot J. of jj abrams wrote it 
all right jj you get your one <laughs> um and then you did star trek so mm. ultimately colonel sharp decides to defuse the bomb prior to it detonating of course we have to get it to two seconds of course oh yeah and, got to and once again, it's not the only time we're gonna do that in this movie. and i gotta once again profess my love of chick who in the back is just going hey how do you turn this off could yeah. we just could we just all calm down and turn he, the bomb he, off like he's like just well the, yeah he's like one minute left yeah he's just, the, he's 45 just the, seconds he's boy. just the calm voice in the back yeah. maybe we could just turn the bomb off like I just trying to like i think chick is supposed to be us i think chick is oh, the, yeah, audience. He might be the audience because he's just like hey, hey, hey can we not like yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> and like chick chick plays our role oh. where he's like guys hey maybe we shouldn't do that hey hey guys maybe here's an alternative thing yes molly uh colonel stamp or colonel colonel sharp colonel sharp colonel and stamper. harry stamper get physical and there's a gun let's get physical. what a gun work in space uh interesting point so because of the vacuum space and where they are, they're in an airlock. So technically speaking, in an airlock, yes, it would work. Should that pistol exit and move into space? I have a lot of follow-up questions because for... I did never realize that I knew this much about ammunition. Guess it's from the South. Depending on the type of ammunition and how it's sealed, some of it will still operate. However, the vast majority will not because... It, at its core to make fire a fire won't work yes it, it the way a bullet works and how it sits in its casing is the hammer slams into a small puck that ignites the powder that pushes the bullet out right, of and the you, chamber and you told me fire wouldn't work in space so i'm having a hard time believing a gun would work that is also correct. because of gravity and things with the bullet where would the bullet go effect no, go straight and maybe would it not be like whoa and like I, float i it, think it, it should come out of the uh chamber uh, spinning and continue to go be propelled in the direction it was going because it's not affected by gravity. Now, if the, if the asteroid has a gravity? gravitational pull, then it might pull it down slowly. But already on Earth's gravity, a bullet will propel why wouldn't straight the, into... Why wouldn't the bullet be affected by gravity like a person? Because, well... Because there isn't gravity in space. Now, the asteroid has some gravitational pull sort of like the moon. And so it would be pulled down much slower. It would go much Okay, further. I guess that's my... Okay, then I'm saying it wrong. Why... W okay, if there's no gravity, why is it going if straight? There's, if there's no... Be, because it An object in motion will stay in motion, motion until acted forever, upon. Because it, it like... Because uh, it would it would be propelled forward forever from the chamber it would be given a direction and then it would continue to go in that direction until acted upon because physics and if the asteroid has a gravitational pull much like the moon which they establish it does it would be pulled down because of the force of gravity but the gravity is much weaker than on Earth and so in the distance that normally gravity would pull the bullet down on Earth it would pull it down much slower and it would go a much further distance well then also, why can't I walk on the moon like why what I don't what? I guess what? I don't understand gravity is what? what I'm learning because why in a space he had weights in his why, suit why in, he had in weights space in his would I float around he had weights in his suit because the, the there's no gravity has a gravitational pull but if I'm in a spaceship I'm floating around yeah correct because there's no gravity yes correct objects of a certain mass and density in in space will attract other objects to them because of their size and the force that they're exerting on the space around them yeah okay i actually just had another thought about the bullet i think it would combust but i think the minute it can combust in the chamber breaks it fizzles 
So it probably sure. just I, I I'm not, I'm not here to debate whether or not the bullet works. I'm just how the how no. the flight of the bullet would work if it were operated correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Welcome to physics talk. I mean, welcome like, to bullet talk. It just depends on like how quickly it gets oxidized because the minute that thing goes, it just. <laughs> welcome to two. No, welcome to all three of us are from the south. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Welcome Leave to, me out of this. Welcome to two of us had our government issued weapon at birth. Literally, my my rifle was assigned to me, and I first shot it when I was four and a half. Well, there you go. That's gross. Uh, here we are. Anyway, no, also, awesome. also, let me back it up. I know they're cheesy, but fuck, do I love Bruce Willis's cheesy speeches? Oh, he has a cheesy like, speech or two. I love them. I am here for them. I am here for her. Him threatening Colonel Sharp and being like, "Why are you listening to them? Listen to me." Why? Like, I never missed a shot. I have tried. Like, I eat it up they're serving it up hot and i eat it he does get a lot of speeches Mm -hmm. and i'm here for every single one of them okay so we have that that's another climactic scene uh the next sort of uh, i guess it's climactic in a way is during drilling steve bashimi rockhound has got space dementia you know that's fake I, I went on a deep dive about this too. Space dementia, space madness, space crazy, whatever you want to call it, is made up by Hollywood. There are no documented cases of that ever happening. Well, because I, Hollywood just assumes that if you went to space or were there for a long time, like the Russian, that you'd go insane. But actually, these people are at, trained for this, and that's their whole job. And there's no, he said, they, of course, there are fights and conflicts sometimes between the astronauts but there are no documented cases of this but also like the reason that rockhound is going crazy is because he's in a hundred thousand dollars of debt when he gets back to earth he's counting on this not to work yeah i i think that uh there's a lot happening here i know that it's thrown off like colonel sharp says space dementia but i think he's just fucking like He's the pre like he's cracking. Under he's the cracking pressure. like the pressure of save the earth. It's not working. He's just he's cracking. Now that is it's important to acknowledge because we have an episode that uh, Rockhound is going through that results in him firing a machine gun. He sure does. Throughout why is there a machine gun on that? No, drawer? no. Why did un- they keep a machine? What did they think they were going to run into that they needed to keep? They strip that driller of all kinds of stuff. Those guys jump on that thing and pull parts out of it. And why did they keep the machine gun on there? Zero for the yeah, right? scene. Yeah. And during the scene, everybody has to tackle. Rockhound and in like or subdue him and in doing so they leave Max who is currently sitting in the drill in the armadillo uh, alone and fending for himself and after subduing Rockhound Harry notices that there is a disturbance happening beneath the surface which is they've reached a gas pocket we've seen this happen before it happened on the rig yep. in the opening sequence and when that happens there's a lot of backfire however now it is a gas pocket after they've been drilling through iron for out for hours on end and that is significantly more uh, of an issue because when you get blasted to smithereens in space you just keep going Mm -hmm. and that's what happens to max i was pretty sad to lose max but i think it's all important that we remember that ken hudson campbell also played Bruce in our very first Disney Channel original movie, 
under wraps. True. Where we meet Amy, played by Clara Bryant, who we see again is true in True Confessions, where she films her younger brother, Eddie, who's played by Shia LaBeouf, who's Louis Stevens in the Even Stevens movie. Mm. We meet one of Louis Stevens' buddies, Alan Twitty, played by A.J. Trouth, who plays Alex, the older brother in You Wish. His annoying-ass younger brother, Stevie, is played by the most annoying character in DCOM history, Spencer Breslin, who also shows up as Joey in The Ultimate Christmas Present, where we meet Samantha, the only good character in that movie, Brenda Song. We get to see Brenda Song again as Jennifer in Get a Clue, where Detective Charles Meany is played by Charles Shognessy, who we saw as Dimitri the Vampire in Mom's Got a Date with a Are you Vampire. Doing every decom uh, we've been through. Might be. uh, in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, we meet Ta- Tyler Hans- Taylor Hansen, the younger brother, played by Miles Jeffrey, who is also a younger brother, Trevor Larson in Stepsister from Planet Weird, where we meet the dad, Cosmo Cola, played by Jaws the Revenge's Lance guest who we see again as probably the worst decom dad hugo archibald in the jenny project hugo uh throughout that show the uh mailman frank is terrorized by jenny who's not a monkey frank is played by joel mckinnon miller we saw him before though as bill guntman the piece of shit dad for some reason in miracle in lane two where older brother seth yoder is played by Patrick Lewis, who plays Peter, one of Team Puppin' Suds, in Brink, where we meet Katie, played by Katie Volding, who tells the team to skate better. But not before, uh, but after that, we see her as Angie, the younger sister in Smart House, which is controlled by Sarah, who in Armageddon plays co-pilot Watts. Nicely done. All through DCOMs, I... Like it. Well done. That's a good just little went, out and back. Just went through the uh just went hit? through the community theater. How many did you hit? Um you hit a bunch. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Pretty good. Wow, very good. That's pretty good. Twelve. Very good. Very good indeed. Yeah, twelve. I like it. Yeah. All, all community theater. All community theater. All out and back returns. through the decoms. Yeah. I like it. That yeah. was a good I know I know the the Curious amongst us were mm-hmm. how, what are you gonna do mm-hmm. yep. going through we're what go normally through we do in theater. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. You've been community theatered, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way to tie this smash hit to every horrible and somewhat decent film in the Disney Channel original movie cinematic universe. Y- you actually could probably tell her to stop because I think she might this time. Maybe I haven't listened to the next episode yet to know what happens after this one. Well job. Well job indeed. Well job. You know, Max did a well job until he died. Rip Max. Not you, Max. Max. You didn't die. You drank the poison and you're okay. Am I dead? No, you're fine. Oh, okay. Molly, we promised not to tell and I him. I didn't die. It's and, and I'm not dead. <laughs> and I'm not you, dead. You know what's a bummer, though, about Max dying? Not you, Max. This is getting confusing. Is that... I, I'm, are you starting the Armageddon over again? No, no I'm just no, saying I, that it's a real bummer that the armadillo's gone. Yes, Seriously. if only Gosh. there was another armadillo. I, I, I just have to like I don't know why in this moment this is awfully dark, but 
I was propelled to if I actually died. And you're like, you know what's a bummer about Max dying? Like, just no, like, no, most, no. <laughs> most, you know what's a, kind no. of a bummer that that guy's dead? Like, <laughs> oh, no, poor Max. Anyway, I yes, would, the It would be more died. than a bummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. thank goodness for it that, It would be I a guess. real bummer. A yeah. real bummer. Yeah. yeah, it would be. That's true. Uh, no, the, the thing is, Max dying means that not only do we lose another member of the crew, but the armadillo's gone, and God, where are we going to get another one of those? Yeah, it's say? panic happening on Earth. They've experienced a catastrophic failure. They don't know what to do. Oh, my. We have got 200 more feet left to drill. What's going to happen? And wouldn't you know it, in Deus Ex Machina, God in the machine, above the ridge, we see another armadillo piloted by Bear, Lev, and AJ returning from their long journey. They were homeward bound. They were. They are shadow and um, sassy and chance. Sassy and chance. Thank you. And as they arrive on the scene, which one of them sassy? Bear. I think that's right. Yeah, Bear is sassy. Right. I think chance is the Russian. Percent. Chance is the Russian and shadow is AJ. I was gonna flip uh, it, but I, I I was thinking the Russian Chance, is, is Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the, old the, guard. the grizzled yeah. vet. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, and and AJ is the new guy. Yeah. yeah. So Shadow, he didn't make it anyway. He was too old. He was too old. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then he lifts up. Oh, Peter! I mean, I know I just mentioned oh, my Peter. own death, but Peter. I think that might be sadder. Peter, sad. I missed you so. Oh, oh God, my that movie. God, so you want to know something really sad? All no, the, all the animals in that movie actually dead. So we Jesus have this Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? You want to hear a funny thing though? I'll bring it back. Uh, yes, please. I tell watched, me. anything to get me I, out. I watched this. I watched this. TikTok the other day and it was just like somebody dressed like a suburban dad and it was them looking annoyed in the car and it was like imagine you have to take your kid to a basketball game every weekend for them to lose to a golden retriever no <laughs> yeah air bud supremacy Woo. oh man god that was funny just for the shock on your faces that was Good a great Lord. great experience okay the armadillo arrives and they are set to continue drilling. They get it in position. AJ is now at the helm. And this is when we have the moment that we have been waiting for has been foreshadowed multiple times throughout this film thus far. And that is Harry having to put his trust into AJ and AJ's gut, though the computer simulations are going against what AJ is saying as they are attempting to hit 800 feet. Yeah. He says, God damn it, Harry, if you're going to trust me at any time, you should trust me now. To which I say, fuck that. <laughs> we are on an asteroid, you dumbass. We have the fate of humanity in our hands. You can say any other line that you want, but do not lead with at a time like this. <laughs> You dumb fuck. All of humanity is at risk for your gut feeling? Fuck you. Here, no, we go with the computer. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. But they were successful. Here's the thing. The last time AJ said this, he fucked up. Yep. In the simulation, yep. he failed. All I needed was AJ to be right one time. Mm. In on Earth. Yes, because that would have made it he better. Implied it like he said in the simulation, he was like, "The computer's wrong, and you know it." 
because what really stopped them was the computer simulation stopped mm. them but it's not like the drill broke because okay. it was right. a simulation right. sure and so what aj says to harry in the water simulation is i was right the computer's wrong and you know better like okay these fucking idiots only know what's on the screen yes. you are a drill master Three thousand. Nice. <laughs> also, I'm drumming for five thousand. I also want to bring this up. I don't want to get weird, but like maybe a little bit. As a younger person watching this, I was like, oh, Ben Affleck. Now I'm like, oh, Bruce Willis. Oh, he is, wow. He's he's a daddy in this movie. There you go. It's just it's so. I just you can phrase it any other way. In fact, there's a better there's a better way to phrase it. I think that in a rewrite, if AJ is like. Harry, you know your drill. I know your drill. We've built this thing before. Trust what you've made. Sure. I'm more okay with that. Because that's what he says in the simulation. It's like, your drill can handle it. Yes. And and now, like, you designed it. You built it. Trust what it can do. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, that is a better line. I think that's a better line. And it reinforces a really positive relationship yeah. with Harry and AJ instead of AJ being like, trust my gut Harry. Yeah. No, that's not what we should trust in this moment. You should trust the thing that Harry is made. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with the line change, but I think the problem is you do need Harry to trust AJ, not to trust a drill bit. Like, you need Harry to be willing to give his daughter away to this guy in 10 minutes, and that means he has to trust I, AJ. I think there's some combo line where where AJ says, I trust the equipment you made, now you need to trust me. Or That's something. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh, it needs to I be both. That. Love that. Yeah, but I think the, the point is that it, it has to be Harry trusting AJ because he's about to trust AJ with the most important thing in his life. Yeah. So they hit the they hit the mark. At, at this point, I want to give flowers to the score because the score to this movie is amazing, and I love the triumphant music when mm. they hit the eight hundred feet and they're all. It is it yeah. is beautiful. Like the music in this movie, I wrote it down multiple times. Is awesome. I think so, they did a good job. Like the, the score is yep. beautiful. I think that in this moment, I wish they hadn't had things start going to shit right then. I understand, like, we have that happen over and over and over. Everything's a dramatic moment. Yeah. But give this cast of characters a minute. They give, I mean, they give them a, a little bit, but then, yeah. I also don't see any reason why we need the asteroid to start exploding. Like, I, I think I, that All I need is them not to be able to detonate the bomb. 100%. That's enough tension. We don't need yes. the asteroids fighting us back. Like, yeah, I don't like that part. It's enough tension that the remote detonator is destroyed and somebody has to detonate it and stay. That's enough. I don't need it breaking up. Is this also where we see Paris get leveled? Yes, yeah. this right now is in Paris and, because and they, yeah, and millions of people are dead. And we've taped up Steve Buscemi, and then the Russian untapes his mouth, and I'm like, why? He fucking shut he's him up. Just, yeah. Why would him? we? Why would we let well, him speak? It's he in killed Steve Max. Buscemi's contract that he's got to get a couple of lines in. So yeah. he he killed Max. Yeah, I I just I uh, I agree, Alan. I think that like this needs to be simplified. That could be part of the time we cut off of this yeah. thing, like just get to the tension of somebody here is staying behind because that's ultimately where we're going in all of this problem. The remote detonator for the nuclear weapon doesn't work. And the only way they got it drilled mission they accomplished, the bomb they got the bomb in, but somebody has to stay behind and hit the fucking button. 
and now it's who's going to do it. And by the way, you got 15 minutes. Yeah. So they draw straws, which, which you imagine. Sorry, Molly. You imagine is something that this group of people has done before. And I and it's once again, I like the camaraderie because Harry says, I'll do it. And then Colonel Sharps and, and it goes back to we've been a team this whole time. We're going to be a team till the end. We're all putting our name in the ring, like yeah. it, and it and it solidifies one last time the bond that Harry has with his guys. And like, I actually like that because you want to be like Colonel Sharp is willing to kill everybody, but he's the only guy that can fly the fucking plane. Exactly. And so what's great about it is because you have two people that can actually operate the space shuttle, it takes them out of the equation. Yes, you need them. Mm-hmm. So somebody from the group has to be the sacrifice and it's otherwise you're like fuck colonel sharp get that guy out of here but you gotta have it and it can't a, be it can't be a co-pilot watts because she needs to make pat that's right that's correct <laughs> but it's again chick who's like we're just gonna draw straws mm-hmm. again we she go back best. to the every man who's yeah. like we are all on an equal playing field here i'm the right hand man let's do the thing and draw straws and AJ draws the short straw. Yeah, he loses. He loses. The Russian's in there too, which mm-hmm. I thought. I, well, his motivation is very different, and I thought very funny. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting, like, breath of brightness in this very dark moment. Yeah, where the Russian's like, "There is no shot in hell. I'm going to let you, American, be the hero in this story. I will also put my name into the straw. Draw it." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's very funny." Yeah. So they are. Then they kept uh, Rock Hound out because they don't trust well, him to do it. Well, because he's fucking psychopath. He oh, he's not hit the no he's shot. Not, you can't trust him to hit the button, no which makes me shot. mad because he sucks the most. So he I, does suck the most. Yeah, you know, but yeah, you can't trust him. And it, also, this it, is one of those things where it's like, I remember watching this as a kid and being like, God, that'd be so scary to like go sacrifice yourself. But at nah. the same time, it's like the whole world. You're like, yeah. you're dead if you don't hit the right. button. It's it's literally like there is there is a point in. I don't know if I'm the best person to like to do like at a certain point you're like what's the what's the value the value is like my life is less than humanity oh sure so like in that I mean, it's moment an easy call but still button. it's a hard yeah. it's horrible but yeah, yeah. it's horrible yeah AJ draws the short straw Harry volunteers to take him down uh, to to bring him down out the elevator and uh, to to ultimately like walk him to his demise. And they get in the elevator as they do place on their helmets. And AJ decides to tell this one like, Hey, go please tell grace that I love her. Tell her that I'll always be with her. Let her know that from me when you get back. Uh, and Harry's like, you're not gonna have to deal with that. Rips the oxygen out from, uh, AJ's helmet, pushes him back into the elevator. And I loved this touch by the way, tears his, uh, astronaut NASA freedom and independence insignia off his shoulder and hands it to uh, AJ's like tell all those things to my daughter let her know that I love her and give this to Truman yeah which is a very deep callback and it's such a really satisfying full circle moment for the friendship and camaraderie developed between Truman and Harry because there was a conversation where Truman had with Harry early on that we pay off here that it's going to be like, I wanted to always be an astronaut. I couldn't be an astronaut, but I found my value supporting them. Yeah. And so Harry, again, hears that shit, internalizes it. And is like, you were one hands it off. And I was like, that's beautiful. Like that just, what you're doing there is you're making Harry lovable and that he just, he doesn't just listen. He listens. Door closes. 
The end of this movie is brutal. The end of this movie is brutal. This, brutal, brutal, end of this brutal. Movie, it's a great ending. The end of this movie is brutal because I'm I'm starting crying right now because yeah. he says all your job now is or AJ says no Harry it should be me it's my job and he says. I got this one. Your job now is to take care of my little girl. I've always thought of you like a son. Yeah. And AJ's like, I've always I love you, Harry. I love you, Harry. I've always I mean, it is like brutal from the from yeah. now to the end. I'm yeah. crying. He goes, yeah. this is it's a great ending. It's like incre- for all of the for all of the nonsense of the of the like repeated drama and the action yeah. scenes. You know, again, this, we give credit where credit's due. They this movie it. nails the ending. So the the lines that Harry says, and I'm going to read them because I wrote them down. He says, "You go take care of my little girl now. That's your job. I'd be damn proud to have you marry Grace." He hits the button. The elevator starts to go up, and it's so low. I had to watch it a second time. As that as it closes, the elevator closes. You hear Harry as he turns away from the elevator. He goes, "Bye, son," and walks mm. away. Brutal. Yeah. As AJ's like, I love you, Harry. Yeah. Back to him. It's enough for Harry to walk just to his own doom. I wish that we didn't try to make this more dramatic. I agree. This, this, I mean, I, I like the scene with uh, his daughter. I like the scene with Grace. The, the fucking, is he going to hit the button? Yeah, I don't need that. Fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah, we got to wait this, again. Like, Jesus Christ. He like, drops it or he try. He, there's a, something oh goes off and he has God. to it's, Like, you're taking away the fact that this dude just made the ultimate sacrifice for all of humankind. Like, yeah. the, the scene where he talks to Grace. Dude. If I'm not crying already, oh, which yeah. I that am. That scene's brutal. Is so sad because he says, I'm going to break that promise. Yeah. And I know I told you I'd come home. And it is the one real promise he's made, as Alan pointed out. And he says at the end of it, I'm like going to cry right now at the end of the whole scene. And it's so heartbreaking. And she says, I love you a bunch of times. And he says, I love you. And he says, I'm sorry. I won't be there to walk you down the aisle. And it is like a knife to the heart. It is so sad. Well, the, and I think the kicker here is like on top of that, like that's that is objectively incredibly sad. Now I'm going to ask you to consider the fact that that's an open broadcast channel. Yeah, they, so, everybody's so listening. Everybody's to it. listening in. Everyone, NASA techs, his crew, everybody is listening into this, and he's listening in as Harry is effectively telling his daughter, and through his daughter, telling everyone close to him goodbye. But he's not telling them directly because he doesn't like he Harry knows it's an open broadcast channel. He knows everybody can hear it, but he's telling he's giving a legacy of like, I love yous to the people that yeah, he loves. Tell Chick, thank tell you for always Chick, being by my you. side. Yeah. Te- like tell AJ, I always thought of him as a son. Yeah. Like it is hard. And it's just like that's as somebody imagine for a moment you're listening in on the open broadcast channel of this human being about to live his last moments and this is all he like this is the platform that he's got and then he's done yep that's fucking brutal which is why i don't need the dramatization the drama of him of him dropping the thing and then colonel sharp almost gonna turn around but they're like no trust Harry. like we've already established you can trust harry play don't want to miss a thing have him hit the button explode the ass and then bear goes good that's good bear goes you the man harry you the man man. like Harry presses the button. 
Not after some drama, not after spending five minutes too long on whether or not he's actually going to hit the and button. And it's going to go down to two seconds again. <gasps> he hits the button because Harry's good for it. Science question. Yeah. How's their spaceship not blow up? The they just detonated a bomb big enough to take out an asteroid the size of Texas, which, as I told you, the scientists told me would need to be the power of the fucking I mean, sun. Some so some piece of debris is definitely how the, the fuck does sure. their space shuttle that's right fucking there no, not get they're impacted? Dead. It doesn't make any sense by this gigantic explosion. It doesn't make any sense. They should get vaporized. They should. Well, they should get hit by debris from the asteroid, if nothing else. Okay. They're dead. But right. don't worry. Everybody in that shuttle has plot armor, mm-hmm. and they are going to make it back to Earth during a celebration montage where a bunch of Southern kids in overalls have made boxcars. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Somehow every kid on planet Earth had a NASA toy that they're ready Hell to play yeah. with. Hell yeah. Just like overt southern white kid representation it in boxcars. Like, it looks like the kids at the beginning of Mean Girls. They arrive, they land back at home. Everybody else is sort of going through their reunions. Some of them are slow-mo in the form of AJ and Grace. And then we have this moment, which I actually thought was just the dagger in the heart of this entire thing. It's Ugh. a one-two punch. Ugh. You have Colonel Sharp Ugh. walk up to Grace and he goes, ma'am, gives a salute, requesting permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I have ever met. It's too much. <laughs> so it's so upsetting because it's immediately followed by that little boy with his spaceship running through the crowd at Chick. Yeah. Because his we we didn't talk about it, but at some point when they're showing the space crew, he says, "Mom, that salesman's on TV," and she says, "That's not a salesman." That's and so now yeah. Chick is being reunited with his son. Like it is like this whole again. We're just emotionally slapping yeah, us in the yeah, face yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and this is also when you have a, a figurative pass, passing of the torch of like leadership from Harry to AJ. Once more, it happens because AJ remembering like in, caught up in the throes of being back amongst his people. He takes the patch, goes up to Truman is like, hey, Harry wanted you to have this hands the astronaut patch over to Truman and you just see the gravity of Truman like oh I was one Mm -hmm. I was a part of this Mm -hmm. I was a part of something this wraps the main section of the film and it moves to our credit sequence when we get the wedding scene between just Just to hear you breathe why you smile while you are sleeping? Why you wide awake and dreaming? I could, I could live my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Every moment I spend with you is a moment of treasure. Anyway, they go to the wedding sequence. Can I tell you my my uh my head cannon for the wedding? Go ahead, tell me. me. Chick walks her down the aisle. Oh, He's absolutely. Got He's got they don't show it, but Chick in my heart, we all know Chick walked her down and the aisle. I'm gonna add to you. I just yeah. thought of this. Yeah. Ring bear. <laughs> Literal ring bear. It's a ring bear. Literal ring bear. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love the idea of that. Ring bear. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how this film is. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. And even when I dream of you, the sweetest dream will never do. I still miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. 
Dang. Wow. That we we are gonna crush that in Japan. Right? Sure that, that's coming are. on to the karaoke. Are. And that's how we end Armageddon. Yeah. Wow. So I've gotta know you two. Uh-huh. Tell me how it is you feel about this movie. Now, Molly, as the introducer, yeah. the person who brought to us yeah. Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast, the Armageddon segment. Yeah. What do you rate this film? Now Alan, Max, mm-hmm. I know you're going to talk about things like the nonsensical plot points. Sure, sure. The yeah. added drama. Mm, of course. The repetitiveness. I might mention that. I don't give a shit about it. I'll mention it twice. I'm not surprised. I want to rate this movie uh-huh. a 10. I'm, this is what I expect from you. But yep. I have principles. Okay. And I'm dropping it to a 9.7. Okay. 0.1 for each pedo joke uh, and 0.1 for the R word. Fair. So we are ending at a 9.7 fair but damn it i know this bit started as a joke and i know everyone's like you must love the movie armageddon and like i truly have not watched this movie in 15 years yeah but fuck it if this is not an awesome movie, like, yes it is ludicrous yeah yes there are flaws it's not no more ludicrous is in the fast and the furious oh i'm sorry i'm sorry You're right. <laughs> but damn it if i don't cry and love every second of sure. this ab michael bay is a genius okay. as far as I'm concerned. Right. I, I don't love all his movies, but this one, he, he nailed. I'm sorry. He nailed this one. What? And I love this movie, and I love Harry Stamper, so I'd like to raise a toast. Toast. To Harry to Stamper. Harry Stamper. Who the saved stamps. the, the best play. damn man. You the man, Harry. You the man, man, Harry. Raise your glasses for the Harry. freedom. The only ship that made it back. You know, Molly, you predicted that I might say something about repetitive scenes i did think you might do that yeah over dramatization of moments that maybe take the wind out of sails sure perhaps even that the movie i think is 30 minutes too long sure maybe to your point jokes that haven't aged aged very well yeah that's all i'll say about this i don't need to say more we we've said enough we have 7.5 interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm I don't want to spend a lot of time echoing a lot of the same sentiment. I think that there are flashes of very good in mm-hmm. this movie, surrounded by a lot of not awesome and a lot of repetitiveness. And remember, I sort of like think back to weighing them all against each other. I actually am only point one off of you, Max. Mm. I gave it a 7.4. Wow. I think it is a above average movie. This is outside of the decom yeah, scale. Yeah, entirely. for the record, this not on the decom scale. This isn't on the decom scale. Not on no. the decom scale. It's way higher than the decom. This would scale. be a thousand on. The yeah, decom this is a thousand scale. on the decom scale. Yeah, yeah sir, except for maybe High School Musical. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, two, two, yeah, two. Yeah, obviously. Yep. Here, here's the other thing about this movie, though. It's one of those movies I call them hotel movies. Oh, sure. That if this comes on when you're in a hotel, you're watching. You're watching. It. You're watching it. It's edited for content and time, and it's got commercials, but you're watching it. Sure. No, for sure. And I just think it has longevity. Listen, we love. I'm never going to say no to a disaster movie. Like you yeah, know what fun. you're getting it's with a the good, disaster. I think disaster the movie, movie is fun. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I think it's a fun movie it's with good popcorn. Great movie. ending. Good popcorn movie. Yeah. Well, don't worry, everybody. I've got a review to read. I'm excited to you. 
Okay. I bet you had a lot to choose from. Now, listen, one. there are 250 reviews for this film on That's IMDb. more than the average DCOM. They're significantly. So I sorted it. I, I, I went through like the tens and the nines, mm-hmm. and then I went through the ones and the twos. Mm-hmm. And now from those, uh, you find that the stark difference between the polarizing segments of the reviewers, somebody who really likes action movies, disaster movies, like they, they enjoy the special effects, etc on the 10 side and nine side and on the one and the two side they are they probably took a physics class once and they're very mad about sure, it right yeah. they've, they've turned that singular physics class into their identity and they're very upset by it now i did find something a little bit different than that in one of these segments so we are going to read the review titled one good thing okay, okay? i hope it's the one they didn't miss there is a glimmer of hope In the event of a real-life Armageddon of an asteroid striking the Earth. Certainly, all life will end on this planet, but it will also take this movie with it. (laughs) 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 You know, you're not wrong. (laughs) This ranks... In parentheses, pun intended, as one of the worst movies What's I have ever joke? seen. Like, like military, military rank. ranks? Military yeah. ranks, yeah. Okay. It's mostly, that's not <laughs> what it's about. Gray bun. Parentheses uh, again, 1950s monster movies notwithstanding. Close parentheses. The acting is so bad in this movie. Parent, they love parentheses. Parentheses. Who the hell told Liv Tyler she could act? Three question marks in parentheses. And Sometimes nepotism. <laughs> nepotism told her that. Mm. And Bruce Willis should complete should be completely embarrassed by this flick. How dare you? Movies such as these are the reason I save my seven dollars at the theater. First of all, pause. This is 1999. What a time, this movie was what a time to be alive. $7? It was $7 to go to the movies. Yeah. Not today. And Actually, wait. Our movie theater, sometimes it's $5. Oh, wow. It's like $5 yeah. Tuesdays. You're right, you're right. $5 Tuesdays. Uh, movies such as these are the reason I save my $7 at the theater and wait till it comes out on HBO. What a time. Dude. Truly. Remember when you used to have to just wait for whatever came you, on and HBO? And you remember having to tape it with a blank VHS? Yeah. 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 Hopefully over a home movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God, get those you're out like, of here. You're like, do I care about the, the season finale of MASH anymore? <laughs> like, you Lord do. over. That season finale of MASH is a gut-wrencher. Anyway, of course, a lot of people will say that you can't get the full effect of the movie without seeing it on the big screen. While that may be true, it's pretty sad that you have to judge a movie simply by special effects only when they're seen on the big screen. One final note. When I watch a movie about the, quote, end of the earth, unquote, I would really like to see the end of the earth and not have some hokey story about one person saving the day at the last minute. Does every movie have to have a happy ending? In the case of Armageddon, the happy ending was the ending of the movie itself. Got him. Got him. Also, I could recommend a few films if this guy doesn't love a happy ending. Like, I just love that he wants to see the Earth destroyed. Like Oppenheimer. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, Dude, you're welcome. Oppenheimer. Like, yes, I get. I got a whole. There's a whole host of movies where it doesn't end great. That's like, true. What, what the what the fuck do you want, dude? Like, know, just man. just chill. Well, that brings us to an end of Armageddon tomorrow. We uh, we're going to be chatting and talking about life is rough, rough, rough. The dog flick, rough. a new dog flick, a new decom dog flick. It's been yeah. a minute. I, I have a final I, question okay. before we sign off. 
if you had to identify as one of Harry Stamper's crew, mm. who would you be? Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Alan, you're Harry. Next. Mm. Making the self-sacrifice play at the end. Factually correct. Alan's Harry. Okay, I don't get a vote. <laughs> well, you don't need a vote. We just know who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, when we were watching the movie, I was like, man, it would suck to be in the position of having to sacrifice yourself for the whole world, but it would make sense. And Alan's like, no, it wouldn't. Like, Alan was like, it's the easiest decision you'd ever make. And I'm like, you would say that. <laughs> it is the easiest decision you'd ever make. You're right, right my point. I'm drawn to Oscar mm, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I feel like you could be, a, I feel like one of us is Oscar, because yeah. he's like the kind of like, wow, wow, wow. 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 I, I was gonna say you might be Chick, and I might be Oscar, One of us is maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's an incredible compliment if you say I'm Chick, even though he has. Absentee father yeah, problems I, aside. I don't, I don't, yeah. But I meant kind of like, as you know, the bros. No, I, you I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. No, I'll take that. Yeah, I think if if Max is chick, then I'm Oscar. If if Max is Oscar, I'm chick. Okay, yeah. so you're just gonna. Just I think so. Just, just yeah, I think we're, so. We're, we're flippy floppy. Well, after this, we're back to decoms. Rough, but, rough, yeah. Until next time, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate and view the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. We really do appreciate it. It really does help us out. Follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to talk about this episode or any episode, join us on Discord. But until next time, friends, this is Zetus Lapidus. And it has been Armageddon, everybody. You just got Armageddon. You just got Armageddon. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Forever. Every moment spent with you is a moment of trade.